Gamers Podcast. This is episode 37. It's our E3 special. Today is June 17th. It's a Saturday instead of our normal Sunday. And there's a whole bunch of us here tonight. So I'm Tony. And I'm Dennis. And we've got three special guest hosts this this go around. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and I'll introduce them. Uh, first, we have, for the third time, most frequent guest host ever, uh, Michael Gabatholler, the Gamer Mike, as some of you may know him as. So Mike, welcome back once again to the show. Thanks, it's great to be here again. And then we have Eric Hoke, programmer by trade, gamer by night, uh, coming along to bring us additional expertise in the video game front. So Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And at under 20 years of age, our youngest <laughs> guest ever, we have Jacob Windsor. So Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. We had to have somebody because, you know, the rest of us are all bloody old. Right, We yes. And... We don't all play on the same system, so I thought as a good sort of intro, maybe, let's, and in the case for Tony and I, we'll be reminding the listeners, but just sort of, in terms of current generation gaming, what sort of systems you play on would be a good thing, so I guess I'll, I'll start and we'll just go around the table. I primarily play on Xbox One at this point, and secondarily play on PC. Uh, Mike? Oh, I bounce between Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. So very console oriented, yes. but all current gen. So you're yes. on the you're on the cutting edge, Tony. PC Master Race. Yeah, That's exactly what I am. Well, there are a lot of you out there, unfortunately. My hair flowing in the wind. Yes, your hair is so long and beautiful. <laughs> uh, Eric, uh, what do you play on? I primarily play on Xbox One, uh, also some PC and Nintendo Switch. Okay, and Jake. Um, I am mainly PC and Xbox One oriented. Okay, so we pretty much cover everything in terms of, of console and, and relevant computer gaming. We don't count Macs here. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, I'm sure all two of our Mac listeners are hurt. Uh, so other than that, before we get going, we do have some pinball stuff to go over. Uh, but before that, some show stuff. I wanted to note, uh, we had announced that we were giving away some new podcast shirts on Facebook. So if you don't follow us on Facebook, you should really be following us on Facebook. I tell you guys that for a reason. It was a sort of first come, first serve who asked for some. So those arrived, and most of them have already been sent out. So congratulations to Todd S., Dave B., Artie S., Dylan M., Chris L., Michael R., and Eric G. You all are will receive shirts, uh, and thanks for listening to the show. So before we go into E3, I do have a couple of news items for our pinball fans because we know you guys care and occasionally you care for us to ensure that we are covering the news. There are two updates, both regarding topics that we covered last episode, which would be Highway Pinball and Dutch Pinball. In the case of Highway Pinball, the investor group has taken control. They do have full legal authority at this point. All the relevant documents are signed. Last night, Andrew Highway went on to social media and announced that he is no longer in any way affiliated with being sort of an employee status at Highway Pinball. He noted that he will not be leaving the hobby entirely, but he is taking a break from it for the time being. I don't know what that really means, but I mean, but that... I think it means he still wants to go to pinball shows. Yeah, but that can make sense. And I'm assuming he... Probably still has an equity stake in his company, so he would have a vested interest in promoting their products, but even his email account at Highway is being terminated. So you will not be able to, for all intents and purposes, you do not contact him if you want to talk with Highway Pinball. 
I'm not entirely sure who you contact when you went to talk to Highway Pinball. I reached out to Eric Lawson, who served as the creative director on Alien Pinball, but he's not actually an employee. But I knew he was aware of who is involved in the investor group. To extend our offer, if anyone with Highway, once they gained all this transition was finished, uh, wanted to come onto the show and do an interview that the door is open. And he informed me that he has passed that on. So, so that's it for Highway. Uh, Dutch Pinball. They will be doing a webinar Monday, June 19th, 2017, to talk about an, uh, the Big Lebowski production problems and answer questions from those who have pre-ordered. Uh, I did contact Dutch Pinball and offer them an opportunity to come onto the <laughs> show and participate in an interview. They politely declined, said that they are refusing all podcasts at this point unless and until there's happier news to report. Well, I can understand that. I mean, that's a, uh, they're already running up against a wall. The last thing they need is to something that drags them down even harder. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what platform they're doing the, the webinar on, but, uh, they did indicate it would be recorded. Uh, I think I checked the time. They listed the time, uh, from the Netherlands. So I think I did the time zone conversion and I won't be able to watch the live one anyway. So, uh, if I, if I get you're an opportunity. You're not going to stay up late or wake up early. Uh, where's your it's more that I'm at work. Where's, oh, okay. It's, well, that's... it's, it's, I think most of it falls into early to mid afternoon times in the U.S., continental U.S. So. Anyway, so um, you can't you can't you cover up your 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 forum spending time at work to watch a video instead. I probably could actually, <laughs> but but I there are limits. There are limits, uh, and it is on a Monday, which is usually my busiest day. So, uh, so uh, I might just have to watch the recorded version, or I'm sure it will be dissected to death on Pinside. So I'll yeah. t- I'll do my best to continue to monitor. If, if that thread's even readable, yeah, it is. Uh, it, that remains to be seen. However, that's it for pinball. It was a Lucky for us, for E3, yeah, I was, was an incredibly about it. slow news week on pinball. So let's go into video games, which means E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, for those that don't know what E3 is. Uh, we're going to tackle it by manufacturer. Uh, God, I'm still in my pinball mode. We're going to tackle <laughs> it by, develop, by uh, development, publishing studio, major presenter, or major category within E3 itself. So that means we start with EA, which kicked off the event. We're just going to focus in on the things... Be they good or bad, that we thought were interesting. So I guess I'll start around uh, the table and start on my left. So Mike, EA, anything that stood out to you? Um, well, before I get to the main thing I want to talk about, a few things. Um, they did show the new Need for Speed, which I've played a couple of them in the past, and they're generally okay. The one thing I note about this one is uh, they seem to have almost a burnout-style takedown system in it. Mm, yes. They crash into other cars. And since Lord knows we're never going to get another burnout, mm. that kind of piqued my interest, but it's probably not something I would buy day one. Um, new Battlefield 1 DLC looks pretty good. Yes, uh, Snow Maps and, and the Night introduction Maps. and Night Maps as well, and introduction of the Russian army. And the impression I got was, I think the Night Maps they're adding for free. Uh, so I know that they, I'm add, not sure. they added a map uh, back late last year that was free. It was yes. outside of the premium service. Right, right. The, the snow Russian maps, I assume, are all part of premium. Well, I'm not a fan of paid map editions anyway, because it splits the community so bad, and it can make it hard to get games. And, yeah. EA, and EA found that out with Titanfall, because yeah. they really mm-hmm. split their community when they started adding the DLC maps, and they ended up releasing all those maps for free because yeah. of it. 
I mean, if you, but you would have thought that would have been something that had been learned back in the day because that was a halo problem. That was a major halo problem back in the day is that they had lots of paid maps. And, I mean, you and your friends couldn't play because you didn't all have the same maps unless you owned all the DLC. Well, it looks like they might have learned that lesson because the main game I want to talk about, Battlefront 2, all of that DLC they said is going to be free. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I have a hard time hearing EA and free in the same. Well, it doesn't even seem right. Lessons, lessons <laughs> may, lessons may have been learned. So let's. I mean, some quick highlights for listeners about what they said on Star Wars Battlefront Two, which is that the DLC is free, as Mike has noted. There will be a story mode this time, which they super emphasize. They even brought out the lead actress to do the announcement. Well, I had no interest in the first game because it had no story mode. It. It killed a lot of what will I might have had. I played the demo and I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it enough to think I just wanted to go and play, you know, QP Star Wars. And uh, they did also note that they're they're changing how the specials work. They've been random pickups in Battlefront World One, and instead they're going to a points progression system. So you, uh, Halo has done that for a while, where you get your kill streaks or whatever, and you rack up enough points, and then you use those and buy your cool vehicles and stuff. Well, in this, you know, you buy your Darth Maul. Instead, and then you win because you're Darth Maul. Uh, what, Eric or Jake? Any thoughts on any of, any of this stuff? Either Battlefield One or the or Battlefront Two or Need for Speed Payback? We could spend some time on that. Yeah, um, weird observation on the Need for Speed Payback video, and this is just how my mind works. Mm-hmm. The 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 opening shot they're at like a gas station, and the price for gas was higher on um, cash than credit. Really? Yes. Oh, that, that is a weird detail to that, miss. That, yeah. I've been burned by the, the credit being higher than cash before, so you would have thought they would have, if anything, remembered right. that. They right. Yeah, that they, they, that, otherwise, the, the, the game looks pretty cool. Uh, it is it is very much a Fast and Furious game in another name, because you have the, the crew of characters and, you know, you keep switching between them and it's all kind of a heist sort of situation, so that's... That that is a more interesting Need for Speed game than uh, they have done previously. Yeah, I uh, like like with Mike when I saw the takedowns, it immediately reminded me of Burnout, which I thought was really cool. The look over, I mean, it looked good graphically; it looked good, but I guess they're going for more of a movie cinematic angle. That that was the sense I got from the trailer, which I suppose maybe they feel they need to. I mean, currently in the arcade racing world, there's Forza Horizon Three which is the king of all now. Mm-hmm. And nothing nothing I saw at this graphically other than for the Motorsport 6, which we'll get to. Seven. 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 Thank you. Seven. Uh, looks like it's going to measure up to the experience you get with Forza Horizon. So I, I'm wondering if these games are going to do well or when you have Forza Horizon 3 continue to be being supported and supported in ways that people are really excited about, like Hot Wheels DLC, so you can play Hot Wheels cars if that's just too much. If that's just too much to overcome. Well, that may be part of the reason why they went the the cinematic route. Is the you know the the Forza Horizon games are very much a playground style mm-hmm. setup where this seems no. more more focused, more direct. Uh, which I mean, overall, like everything that EA presented, story was kind of the the through line to mm-hmm. all of that is. You know, we got we got story in your Maddens, we got story in your NBA, we got story in your FIFA, we yeah. got story in your Battlefront. Notice we didn't spend any time on those games. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> none of us apparently care. Uh, Mike, any thoughts know, that, on that any of the EA more stuff? Than else. Oh, no, you're right. That's Mike. I'm, well, I'm looking over at the wrong people, so the listeners are probably confused. Uh, J- Jake, you haven't weighed in yet on any um, EA stuff. 
well, mainly I've been trying to find on the sports and stuff like that too. Because, but they completely dropped their NHL title. EA oh, has not released anything from E, anything on NHL or any of that. And it's NBA 18 is literally the same exact thing from what I've see, been seeing videos and everything else. It's been basically the same thing as it's been in past years. I mean, it all looks directly the same. Well, and I know in the NBA they have that issue because 2K has a sizable foothold in that sport, which is one of the... Football and soccer are owned by EA yeah. you know, at this point, but they haven't been able to seize control of basketball. And I imagine after those three, the, the popularity of the sports titles probably declines pretty rapidly in terms of how many sales they could possibly get, even if they did fully control, say, hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but I don't know. The only other EA game I wanted to mention was the one called A Way Out. It's the co-op prison escape game. Uh, what I just thought it was, what I thought was really bold of EA was that it's co-op only. You have to play it in co-op. Right. Well, and this is from the uh, lead developer on uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yes. Which you know that that fits. It does. Hopefully, it has Though, a happier. That life. one was co-op with my left hand and my right hand. Right. Working together for once. <laughs> Um, well, I think you could play two controllers, couldn't you? I, I don't recall it. But, I don't remember. But I, I, I played through that, and I enjoyed it fine. I didn't think it was, you know, it's, it is what it is. It, it was an interesting mechanic, and it's a short game, so it worked out fine. So, I, anyway, I just I like co-op games. This is very much designed to be couch co-op style, which isn't a popular format to really push it anymore, so that's why it's on my radar. I didn't like really how it looked, though, in terms of the animation style. I thought it looked stilted. Uh, surprisingly scrub for it being an EA title. Uh, but on the flip side, they claim, the developer has claimed that the puzzle mechanics and challenges vary throughout so that it'll give you constantly different experiences and what you have to do. It's really going to make you play a lot of different ways, which Brothers did not. So in that regard, I'm kind of excited. It, you know, make you, it keeps you thinking right. sort of thing. Kind of like what Overcooked and such wants you to, you know, make things a little bit more Challenging as you go along and add new gimmicks to it, sort of thought. Right. Um, one thing, I, I think it might be an EA Partners game, or whatever that program is called now, so it's more of they are acting as a publisher. Oh, like like they did with uh, the string guy. Y- Yarny. String guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other thing, um, another one of those little details is their, their sideburn game was on point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were some wicked sideburns. I wish on I could, both mean. I wish I could yeah. grow some like that. Um, okay, did anyone have any other thoughts on EA? The only EA game, otherwise that had any interest in me, I think was more well shown in the Microsoft uh, display. So I think we'll probably talk. Oh, about Anthem. It. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask yeah. Anthem. yeah. Let's hit Anthem hard in Microsoft because that's when we actually got some sizable gameplay footage. And speaking of which. We're now in Microsoft. Microsoft. So, do you want do you want to lead us? Do you want us to to lead off with Anthem? Uh, should we lead off with Anthem? We, we can lead off. With, I mean, they they finished with Anthem, lead off so with yeah. The lead story. But, what, but what's the least? This is not, that's Nobody what all the that's socks. what all the podcasts are doing. Yeah, okay, I, I, right. I, yeah. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it somewhat chronologically. Okay. Let's talk Project Scorpio. Formal, Which, formerly now known as the Xbox One X. I just call it the Zox. The Zox. The Zox. The Zox. <laughs> I was calling it the Xbonix. That's, a good That's what I, I like. Yeah. That. I like that. So, so maybe fun with Xbonix. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. All sorts of fun with your Xbonix. Uh, okay. Um, so what and now we... I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we know? We know it'll be the most powerful console on the market, mm-hmm. uh, barring whatever Atari's apparently doing. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> that's outside of E3, so we don't need to go into it. Okay. Um, and that the price at launch will be $499, which is where I thought it would launch. I thought it would be a $500. Price. I figured five or six. Uh, I was leaning towards six. From some of the stuff I've seen on numbers, even building a PC, it's kind of hard to hit those the numbers on that system at a $500 price. Do you think they're taking a loss on it? I think they're taking a loss on they it. Have they have officially said they are not making money on it. Okay. So the bare minimum, they're, they're doing a break even. Yeah. My, my just street level an- analysis thought was going to be if they launched at 600, it would, it would have been a disaster. 500 was playing it safe. 400 and they would have really moved units. But, um, obviously if they're not making money at five, Microsoft is in a position, we have to remember that while Microsoft is quote unquote losing the console war to Sony this generation, they are selling Xbox Ones faster than they ever sold 360s. So from a corporate standpoint, it's making them good money. They're not unhappy with how much, they're not unhappy with their position in terms of sales. They're unhappy with the percentage of households they control right. vis-a-vis Sony. Uh, is anyone planning to get an Xbox at launch, let's qual- I'll qualify no. it that specific. <laughs> not, Mike. No. not directly at launch. No. Eventually, I okay. Jake it's, says uh, no. Mike says no. No. Tony but says I, no. I, I, I have. I am entering consideration of getting a console, but I am in big debate if I will go with a PS4 Pro or save up and go for the Xbox. Mm. I just have not. If you got an Xbox, you could play with Eric, Jake, Mike, and Dennis. Is that not reason? Yeah, but there's more games that I really want to play that are only on PS4. Uh, yes, this is a sentiment a lot of a lot of us who have invested in the Microsoft architecture. I mean, granted, we get certain exclusives as well. Unfortunately, well, yeah. this was not a year. All for two great, of them. Yeah, yeah, this was not a year for great exclusive announcements on Microsoft's part either. But we can dive into. And that's the big thing is a lot of the Microsoft exclusives. I'm getting play on my computer. Yeah, and that's a deliberate strategy that they've. That they've it is, chosen. it is, but it makes me not care quite so much about dropping the money on on uh, on a console. console from it. I well, totally that and a lot of their big exclusives were just indie games. They don't have a lot of big AAA exclusives. Yeah, yeah, not this year at least. Eric, Xbox, are you getting one? At it's a hard maybe. Hard maybe. Yeah. Do you have a 4K TV? No, that's sort of mm, part of the problem. That's <laughs> and my so issue this too. week I have been looking. Like okay, OLED. I gotta. I have to get a new TV. I have to get a new receiver. Good OLED. You know, OLEDs are ridiculously overpriced right now. I so kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that. I mean, they've been emphasizing they being Microsoft <laughs> that this will upsample. It will make your 1080p TVs look great. Super scaling. Yeah. Super sampling. It's sampling. Su- thank you. But it's super sampling enough for me to want to spend another five hundred dollars after I've got a perfectly functional Xbox One that will play all the same games. And for me, that answer is no. So I, I'm not in at day one either. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I would be a maybe if I had a 4K TV, but I don't. Right. Yeah, that, 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 that is the hard value proposition is that, you know, it, it really only shines on 4K. The other thing it features is HDR, but I'm not aware of any televisions that support HDR that are not also 4K televisions. Right. Uh, HDR. Not even all 4K televisions think, support HDR. I think you're hard pressed to find HDR if your TV's over two years in age. I, I think the odds yeah. are you don't well, have it. I, so. I think even the, the, there's two standards. There's, uh, HDR 10 and there's Dolby Atmos. No, Atmos is a sound, sound thing. thing. Yes. Yeah. There's the, the Dolby HDR. I don't remember what it's called. Um, those were only really solid last year. So some of the older sets are getting like firmware updates to support it, but nothing 
Mm-hmm. It's it's still kind of you you got to look at a new TV to to get that kind of stuff, and so that's a Dolby Vision. Dolby Vision, okay. There I think that's what it's called. Yes, okay. um, I'm not familiar with it. It's just it's kind of like the the Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Ah, we have okay. competing standards. We do set, okay, and so, so what's happening is a lot of the newer sets are just support both. Yeah, because it's hard to figure out which is the good one yet. Yeah. but eventually it'll settle out. <laughs> yeah. um, I do like that it has the 4K UHD Blu-ray built-in. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's nice. Right, that's another distinguishing factor over the uh, PS4 Pro. Right, but then my concern is it's smaller than the bloody S. I know. I really kind of like that. Yes, Microsoft has cooling problems. Yes, they're going to have always. Liquid. Well, yes, it's got the, it's what, got the, the liquid, liquid vapor, liquid vapor chamber cooling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a va- it vapes. It vapes. Oh, great. That's yeah. that's all I need is something in my house vaping. <laughs> if my Xbox starts rolling fat clouds, <laughs> yeah. we've got an issue. They, um, I, I heard a, a one of the hardware developers for Microsoft has indicated that that the size, yeah, they, you know, they're doing their testing. It will. The Xbox One X will run louder than the S. They say it's it's not a loud console, not like because the 360 was notoriously loud. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like that, but it it will be louder than the S. So if you were prioritizing low decibels, the S is the better choice. It is actually quieter. Right. But okay. Uh, now, another thing worth mentioning is that they announced that at least for a limited time, the S is 250. So yeah. that's wow. that is a that that is an interesting value proposition of if you're thinking about getting an Xbox and you don't necessarily have a 4K TV, then the Xbox One S is a good sure. option. And uh, yeah, I, I, I the miss, S does HDR. I miss right. that. I like but again, completely you still need a 4K TV for HDR, as far as I know. Right, right. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you want a right, starter no. Xbox, that's a pretty good. It's that's great, what I was thinking. Two fifty for an S. I would seriously consider two fifty for an S. And that's where I think this is where I think uh, Phil Spencer's strategy is coming into play in terms of his long-term vision. Mm-hmm. They Microsoft does not have the intention for the Xbox to be the number one selling Xbox console. They expect the S to be. This is to try and finally appeal to the that technophile, hardcore gamer type that must have the most powerful of whatever. Microsoft, I, with me not knowing about the original Xbox specs, but since the 360, Microsoft has never been in the position of processing power over Sony. They've been close, but they've always been weaker. This is the first time they've actually been able to appeal to that particular demographic. Right. But with only 1% to 2% of the U.S. population having 4K TVs, that's not a big market. But, but it gives them a position of, of strength that they can argue from because they can't argue from the strength on their library, which is where Sony's strength is. So I think long-term, it's sort of a plan to put them in a... And Sony just developed the Pro. They're not going to be inclined to launch a, a Pro X right away. And they don't need to. They're fine. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting proposition. Uh, but aside from it, they actually didn't spend very much time at the E3 presentation talking exponics. They did what they learned from Sony to do, which is let's spend most of the time talking about games. And they spent a lot of time trying to emphasize a lot of their exclusives. Now, as Tony had noted, a lot of their exclusives are Windows 10 slash Xbox exclusives because they control both ar- architects, architectures. Yeah. So they love sales no matter which way. But, so most of them you can still get on PC as well. But let's start exploring some of the games that, that were presented. Uh, anyone want to lead off off of something? Jake, you got one in mind? Um, mainly my big one right now is Forza Motorsports 7. And their um, playthrough of it. Some of the playthroughs and stuff and everything else. 
Well, it looked sexy. It looked really good. I know. Now, and I do like that they the Microsoft seemed to have learned uh, some showmanship and the whole the whole deal with Porsche and the unveiling of the new Porsche supercar. I mean, that's just from a showmanship standpoint. That was kind of a nice touch of stuff that Microsoft normally doesn't do. Well, there was a couple of years ago they lowered a car from the ceiling. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a little over the top. I'm glad they didn't do <laughs> they that. They didn't go that. Because like, yeah. I'm worried that TV, that, that car is going to fall on people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, I did. I really like I'm not a race car. I'm not a racing car guy. I have not been a, a, a race game person since like Gran Turismo, like the first one. <laughs> yeah, and Forza Motorsport is pure simulation racing. It is it is for hardcore racing fans. Yeah. Um, it's, and not, it's nothing like Split Second was. Split Second was just right, completely right. just fitness. And yeah, a lot most of most of the racers we see, well, just like we talked about Need for Speed, most of them are arcade racers at this point. Yeah. You really only have the Gran Turismo and Forza Motorsport as being the major simulation racing without getting into like the, the motocross stuff. You know, well, I think Project Cars goes more simulation. You think so? Okay. Think so. I'm not familiar with it. Yes, Project Cars very much so. Um, yeah, no, I thought Forza looked great. Uh, car games are always a good way to show off graphics. They, oh, yeah, the weather so... effects were nice. The one, the dynamic oh. weather looked yeah. so good. And I, and Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon, while they have different development teams, they share assets. Oh, so, yes. For example, one of the things for Forza Horizon 3 that they did is they went out with, uh, high definition recording equipment. To Australia and just let it run and record the sky. And that's how they did the sky effects in Forza Horizon 3. Those sort of gains on assets are given over to the motorsport crews to take advantage of. So they share that sort of work that they do. And that's why Forza is kind of the top racing franchise at this point. I mean, you know, it was Gran Turismo for years, but yeah. I think they just took too long putting gains out. Yes. So now you generally it, it's Forza Motorsport and Forza Horizon that get a lot of salutes. I don't know how many people really go in for simulation racing, though. To me, it's a niche. It's a niche. I think it's a, it is, genre. but it's a large one. It's it's. I mean, it's not like football game people, but but racing games is bigger than like flight sims or probably even like the real hardcore real time strategy people at this point. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I have played a little of Forza Motorsport. Um, in, I think it was 6, they added a NASCAR expansion, uh, which, it, it, you know, adds another sort of demographic to it. It lets you turn left. Uh, yes, you get to a turn lot. left a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they get all the official cars and that, so you get your you know your team's car, and that that's kind of cool. Oh, and, and there have been moments, at least, in some of the Forza games where it's, it's set up for a little bit more fun. There was one... Uh, which involved Top Gear. So you had the Top Gear announcers talking over it, and you had to like drive around and like drive through trash on the on the track. So well, the, the, they, they have a little bit of fun, but by yeah. all means, the, the the Forza Horizon series is a much more fun, open. Like I said, right? It appeals more to me. I've only played one Forza Motorsport. It's whatever one came bundled with my Xbox 360. Two, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was probably two. I, I'm not, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge race car person, as I've said. I'm not a huge car guy overall. Uh, that said, there are certain things that really, you can tell a car that mm -hmm. looks really good. And when the art and stuff on these cars and these games anymore, the way they look is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And the way they react on the, on, on the, uh, 
the tracks and on the road is always really nice. And I've just been, I've been impressed. I haven't played one. I don't have a huge interest, but watching them played and watching the demos and stuff looks really impressive. Well, Forza Motorsport 7 is going to work on Windows 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was, yeah. was going to point out it's Xbox Play Anywhere. Yep. So it should both allow you to play. And I assume it will allow crossplay in terms of multiplayer. I would, I would hope so. I don't I, see, a, I don't see a reason why they would right. feel there, they there's could. no mouse and keyboard versus right. controller right. situation right. there. I think, and I think, in all honesty, I think this kind of crossplay type stuff is something in the years going forward is going to become more and more common mm. for games where certain, where well, specifically where games where like the mouse control for first person shooters is less important. But for stuff where you're obviously going to be driving with a controller because you're going to have a much better job with a controller driving a race car or flying a plane than you are using your mouse and keyboard. For things like that, I think it's going to cross over a lot better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you have a game. Uh, I'm probably the only one that will bring up State of Decay 2. Uh, actually, actually I had it on my list. list. Oh, is it on your list? Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. Lead us off. Okay. Um, yeah, so that that is an exclusive one because it is sort of a second party sort of situation. And you've played the first. I right? played the first. Has anyone else played? I played the first one. I have, I have not. not. It, it's it's not bad. It you could see the gem that was in there that they didn't quite get to, and that big DLC patch thing they did fixed a lot of issues. But you could see where they were going for and didn't get. Mm. Right, which that the the one thing that they were kind of that that they're obviously going for. Uh, that I still am not clear whether or not they're getting there with the second one is multiplayer. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure how that would work the way that they've structured the game because in the original game, at least, if your character dies, you just change to a new character and, and continue forward. I thought the trailer made it pretty obvious that's what happens here right. because the guy was doing the voiceover, the guy was doing all this stuff, and then he died and it switched over to the girl and it just kept going. Right. And see, that was one of those things that I really loved about the first one, was if your character dies, okay, now you're Bob. Right. I just thought it looked interesting. I heard a little bit of feedback from the uh, IGN team that does the Xbox stuff. They got some hands-on time with it. Their assessment was, much, it, it follows the rule a lot of the first one, but a lot of that peripheral stuff that was really rough around the edges has been polished out now. And that's what I thought that the first one needed, because the first one was fun. <clears throat> but again, it, it was rough. That, that, that's the best description. You could tell there was something there, they just didn't quite get to it. Right, and one of the things that's not clear from the outside, at least on the first one, is this is very much a base-building game as well. Yes. That, you know, you 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 start out, and you're kind of alone, or you're with one other guy, at least in the first one, and you eventually find an area where there are other people, and then you start establishing, you know, here's your perimeter. That's you start the part working. that I thought looked interesting. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> then zombie. eventually... That place gets overrun, so then you have to abandon that, get in a truck. Which one of the one of the mechanics I really like in the game is that when you're driving, there's a button you can hit that'll kick out the door, mm. so you can drive and you're driving by zombies and you kick oh. out the door and just smack them. Oh god, that's so it, much it's fun. pretty satisfying. <laughs> yeah, the now, now, work, yeah. now, hopefully, they do get away from the uh, the first one had. It's just a mechanic I don't like, but it's that that open world mechanic that everyone hit there for a while. It's like, oh look, there's the tower. I'll climb the tower. And oh hey, look now my map's added to. It. Well, but that also makes some. It does make sense. some sense, but Come it's on. like that's the Assassin's Creed influence. We know two games this year that have done. Yeah, but it's my understanding that the original crew game actually involved somehow climbing towers. 
Like in Mad Max, in Mad Max, you you pull up and literally there just there'd be a hot air balloon floating somewhere, and you'd get in and you wench it up and you'd look around and then you'd wench it down. Right. <laughs> this is what we do now. But the nice thing is, Mad Max had the thing going where when you winched it up, you used binoculars and you looked, and, and when you crossed over something important, it would uh, appear on your map. So if you went went up, only things would appear, but they wouldn't tell you what they were. There's just oh, there's a dot here. But if you looked at it with your binoculars, it'd be like oh, there's a refinery here. Mm-hmm. State of Decay does that as well. Yeah. Okay. Mike, give us another game. Cuphead finally has a release date. Oh yes. Oh yes. Soon. Yes. Very, very soon. It is September 29th, 2017 is the announced date that they indicated during the show, at least. Hopefully it hasn't been changed since then. How long ago did they announce that game? Like four this or five years This was the fourth ago? E3. Yeah. This was the fourth that it showed. And it showed in every E3 going back those four years. So it's not like it skipped a showing or like anything. Like some but, do. But, I mean, the very first time it, it showed, which... Um, I believe was E3 2013. It was just a part of the like ID at Xbox. It just, uh, and you just saw a really qu- quick shot, but it got people really excited. This is an example of a game that has been overhyped, hyped way, way soon. I mean, let me clarify. I'm excited about this. I think it looks great. It's just they promoted it way too soon, given that it's like a three person team doing this. Right. Well, I think another thing is that, um, they changed enough of the structure of the game. Because originally, you know, they debuted it, and you just sort of saw the art style and that kind of thing. And people saw enough of it to realize that it was a platformer. But the the reality was, at least at the time, it wasn't a platformer. It was really more of a boss rush game. Yes. And so part of the extra time that they've taken developing this thing is to make it into an actual platformer. There's still bosses, obviously, but the the amount of assets they have to create for that thing has to be insane. Yeah. Yeah, they, and I, I've, I heard similar that they really went back. They really emphasized adding more platforming elements to it and expanding the nature of the game. So this is one I'm, I'm glad we finally have a release date. When I first saw that trailer, my initial reaction was, Oh no. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> but, here's the thing. The art on this game, I think is a lot of what brings the hype. I worry that the hype has been too much over the years and it doesn't matter how good this game comes out. As, afraid of it, like no man's sky. It's, 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 it's going to, it's not going to be as good as people. Hope for. Well, I mean, it's got what is it? They use techniques from the 1930s, such as the videos and audio are created with some of the techniques of the era. Traditional hand-drawn cell animation, watercolor background, original jazz recording. They're using all of that with them, so I can kind of understand the hype, especially those older people. The older it, yeah, people like uh, people like me who remember Steamboat <laughs> Willie yeah. on I, Nickelodeon. Yeah. It takes a long time to make 2D assets in high resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked no. Visually, I think this will always be seen as a success. Mm-hmm. I hope the gameplay lives up to it. I Initial reports I had heard when people got to play things is it is hard. And that makes me happy. Some people it might be too hard for. I mean, that shmup style, that's a like a true shmup style boss rush, that can be pretty rough for people. But uh, it'd be interesting because that might actually help the popularity of the shmup genre. If this introduces a lot of people to the notion because of the visuals... And then they'll be like, oh, this is really fun. It's like, you know, these shooter types are still made. Right. Cave's mm-hmm. still around. <laughs> Although they haven't put out anything recently. No, no. And not a, not a word from them here at E3. Tony, no. do you have a game? I do have a game besides Anthem. I still think I'm going to leave Anthem because I think that's something we're all going to talk about a little bit. I think you're going to talk about the nothing I wanted to mention. <laughs> oh, 
Does it involve art? Yeah, it does involve fighting. Yeah, one thing I do want to mention before we get to that, though, that Microsoft did make a bit of an effort to show some actual, like, Asian games this year. Oh, they very much uh, emphasized variety. Uh, I've heard several interviews with Phil Spencer over the last six months. He has been working really hard to try and bring in other genres. They know that Xbox has a branding issue where it's seen as the bro box. Where you go and you play bro shooters, and I, I mean, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's where, that's where I've been playing my Overwatch. That's where I play my Battlefield. But they they do want to try and get other people to. They're just inviting them. Please come and put your game out on our platform, even though you might not normally have thought about it. And a lot of Asian uh, developers just sometimes don't even think about it because you know, even back when. It was the 360. 360 was weak in Asia. It was strong in Europe and the U.S. Yeah. So they just quit. They just don't think about it. And it's so easy to develop for both systems now that they're both uh, x86 architectures. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of the things they showed, like um, they showed a trailer for a game called Code Vein, which was that, actually yeah. I've actually that's the exact same trailer that I've seen before when that game was originally announced. But now it's just like it's on Xbox as well. But from what I know of the game, it's kind of action hack and slashy, but it's been kind of compared to a Dark Souls type game. Mm. Um, I marked it as cool mask hack and slash. Yeah. They, they showed uh, <laughs> that, uh, was it Black Desert Online? Yeah, that, which is a PC MMO. Korean, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. The only, thing I, Korean MMO. Yeah, yeah. the only thing I really know about is apparently it has the most insane character creation ever. Like, they released the character creator months before the game came out. That's... That's kind of right. Now, now one, one other thing, it's not one of the Asian games, but something that I think was a good pickup for them before we get into the big things. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah, I want to know, Tony, you as being a pretty big PC gamer, are you familiar with it? I'm very familiar. I haven't played it yet. I haven't picked it up yet, but I've been watching a lot of videos. I've been watching a lot of people streaming it. This game looks awesome. So, I mean, have you played it, Jake? I have not, but looking from the trailers and I've seen all the gameplay footage I've seen, it looks like a game I would yeah. I, I watched really a stream good. of it uh, yesterday, actually, because, I mean, they made a big point to emphasize that it has a 3 million player base count on yeah. PC right and now. It, and, and, that, and, and that's early access. That's why I haven't picked it up, is because I try to avoid early access games. I think I'm going to break on this one. Because it's just looking so good. I mean, it's Battle Royale. It's literally, you guys are on an island. Last one alive gets to live. Yay! I mean, it's, it, it seems really cool. And the stuff, the, the, the stuff I've watched on Twitch has been so much fun and just such interesting, uh, gameplay and some group dynamics and such. So listening to the E3, um, intro of it and everything else, it's like, it's a large amount for a server. So what I heard was a hundred people per server, all in a battle royale. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> sounds insane to the point where it's, mm, yeah, that's great, magnifique. So yes, the French would thank say. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where's you gonna speak? Oh, I was gonna say, um, I don't know anything about battlegrounds, but the, but my impression of it is it looked an awful lot like a griefing simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just saying that because of the frying pan. <laughs> kind of. And when but I turned there, on there that, there were an awful lot of shots in that trailer of someone not looking, someone walking up, shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. Well, yeah. well that's yeah, what it is. I, I, I saw a video the other day where there were a bunch of wrecked cars on a bridge, and like four guys were running across the bridge, and one of the wrecked cars actually had somebody in it, and it wasn't wrecked, wrecked. And as they got halfway across the bridge, the car just accelerated down the bridge and ran them all over. 
It was hilarious. Did they ever get a release date for that? I never picked uh, September. I missed September? it. Yeah. September. Okay. Uh, it is a it is a console launch exclusive, uh, mm-hmm. which we we might want to touch on the 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 wording used on their yeah. exclusives. Yeah, we can do it now. Okay. Yeah. They used it a they, lot. They used like three or four different terms yeah. when they referred to exclusive. So console launch exclusive, I believe, if I'm understanding correctly, means that it's going to launch first on the Xbox One. Obviously, in the case of Battlegrounds, it's already launched on PC, so you right. know, that, that ship is sailed. <laughs> That's 22 um, of those that they gave out. At right, year. where I think elsewhere they used, like, true exclusive, so, like, Forza 7 would would fit with that, because that, again... Or maybe they said console exclusive on that one, because, again, it's Xbox well, Play Anywhere, so it does, right, it's right, coming out no, on PC. A lot of them would be... There was the Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive, okay, which, is, which is, is exclusive to their console, but they're also allowing it to be on the PC platform, which is most of the games at this point. Then there's the uh, console launch exclusive, which I construe as the old-fashioned, what used to be known by them as timed exclusive. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, they did that with the first uh, Tomb Raider. Second Tomb Raider. Same, thank you. Second Tomb Raider, where it's on theirs only for a limited time. Uh, kind of like what Sony's doing with Destiny 2 and some of the content is timed exclusive content. Right. But this would actually be the game itself. And then the... Um, and then there were a few that were actually just Xbox One exclusives that, for whatever reason, are not being put out on Windows. I think that, and I think all of those were ID games. Yeah, yeah. That must be just designed for console purposes. So, so, uh, so yeah, that that's the summary on that. But and yeah, there were a lot that that fell in that classification. Mike, another game. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's the one I was going to raise. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, not Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, it's Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> I actually have the okay. space in on my notes, yeah. so I think they must have emphasized that the Z is. Odd. I'm a little disappointed. <clears throat> I know you. It looks amazing. The art, they, they, the art captured the show. Oh yeah, so I mean, well. I mean, particular it looks attack so good. animations are pulled directly from the yeah, show. It but looks I mean, so good, so much better than any other. Dragon Ball game I've played. Well, I've played a lot of them. It's being made by Arc System Works using the same tech they're using for the newest Guilty Gear games. Which, I actually watched a, uh, like, they did a presentation at Games Developer Conference, I think like two years ago, on how they did the graphics for that game. And I watched part of it, up until, like, they did, like, Q&A. But it, it was all very interesting how they do it. But, I mean, they pretty much got to be the masters of the, that's not a sprite genre? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they, I mean, they go to the point to where, like, most 3D games, when you animate stuff, you'll do, like, your keyframes of animation and then have the computer fill in everything in between. They don't do that. They just do the keyframes of animation, so it gives it that 2D animated look. And they can do things like exaggerate, you know, make a fist look bigger or something, or bend something that's straight to give it that feel of movement. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah, they the art the art is what grabbed me on this one. I mean, I mean, uh, the fighting the fighting looks like like Marvel v. Capcom. Yes, that's what caught my eye. I thought and, that mm-hmm. it looked surprisingly good in part because it seemed to have the Marvel v. Capcom three level of yeah. crazy going on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. while while I'm familiar with Dragon Ball Z as a series, I didn't watch the whole series, uh, and I don't play a ton of fighting games. I did wish list this one. Yeah, because it, it I is, think. I think it looks fun enough that even if I'm not super familiar with every villain that was on DBZ, that I can have fun with this. This is this is this is a game that if I had an Xbox when this game came out, it would be an instant purchase. Well, it's Xbox, Steam, PS. I know that's why it'll probably be an instant purchase anyway. It's just I think most fighting games seem to have bigger followings on console 
Yeah. So it'd be easier to do multiplayer on console, I think, than on Steam. Right. It's also easier to do couch multiplayer right. on console than it is Steam, because right. the likelihood of us having four controllers is higher. Right. But from what I've seen of forums online, like a particular on Shuruken, which is the big fighting game mm-hmm. website, everyone is super excited for this. Way more than that other fighting game we'll get to that was shown mm. at E3. Oh, uh, the one with really bad art? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the, um... Okay, yeah, no, so it seems like it left on pretty positive impression. Oh, yeah, I, th- this game was, and in this game, I fell in love with this game instantly. It, it was my highlight of Microsoft's conference. I, oh, wow, impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back and touch on one that uh, chronologically happened a lot sooner. I'm surprised no one else mentioned it, but maybe you all aren't familiar with it, and that would be Metro Exodus. I, it was on my list. Dragon Ball was ahead of it. Okay. I've played Metro, some of the older Metro games. I have played and won both both Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. So this one, I thought, visually looked stunning. Uh, I thought it captured the atmosphere that I'm assuming they're going for, because this is now just inspired by the books. It's going off in its own sort of direction. We got to see a lot of gameplay, actually a pretty good-sized chunk, including exterior shots which look like life is coming back, Yeah, which in... The prior games, you spend most of the games in the metro system underground because the outside is toxic. Uh, because I like the other two, uh, I, my sense is that this looks like it's going to keep the same basic gameplay, maybe go with a more open environment. The other ones were fairly linear shooters. But uh, I, I thought if you like metro, this looks like it's going to serve you more of what you want, but just make it look yeah. better. Now, like in the trailer when they showed when the guy was fighting the bear, and I mean, A, that bear was awesome looking. Yeah. And something was wrong with him, though. I think he was diseased. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the <laughs> <laughs> It's Metro, everything's sick. I yeah. mean, it, it was. Uh, now, and that's another thing is, have you noticed there were a lot of people fighting bears? And yeah, we'll get on. We'll get it too. Yeah. I leave it that's, a yeah that's, a that's a lot. That's a lot of bears. Yeah, that is. That's a lot of it. I mean, the, the fact that they were highlights of both of those trailers, yeah. that was kind of stuck out to me, because I instantly linked them together. But no, the Metro, it's like Grimdark Fallout, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know yeah. what, you know, here's all the, take, let's take all of the, the happy, fun, silly stuff from Fallout, get rid of it. Move in the really dark stuff and make it creepy as can be. Yeah. I mean, the and other the other good. major comparison I would do is that it strips a lot of the RPG elements out of Fallout. Yeah. It is it is much more in the, as Xbox loves, that bro shooter sort of approach. Except it's not designed around multiplayer at all. It's a, it's a right. single player shooting experience. Like mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, which we'll get to talk about oh, later. Yes. <laughs> but, um, Eric, do you have another game for us? Oh, I was just going to say a couple, couple thoughts on Metro. I, I've never played a Metro game. Okay. I technically own them at least once. What's technically <laughs> owned versus not? Well, it, the tech team part was, I think I was going to say bundle. twice. Okay. <laughs> I think I got, I think I have them on PC through a humble bundle, but I own them on Xbox because of some sale or another. Okay. So, so you, I've never so sat you down own and them. them. Yes. Yeah. I do have copies of them, but I've never played them. Um, but I'm, I'm aware of them a little bit. Uh, one of the things I like is the way that they, you know, have no sort of a HUD. Right. So, you know, there, you've got, there are things on your They really there. try and make you feel like you're, you're being that guy. Right. Um, the, my impression of that, that the gameplay they were showing is it felt awfully scripted. Hmm. Like, okay, so the bear happens to end up in this place at just the right moment that it falls off. Yeah. Or, you know, here's a, uh, you, you hop on the zip line. So it, 
it felt very much scripted, but that may have been they were just trying to show as much as possible. Could be. I don't know how that would work in the actual game um, because you know zipline. Then hey, there's a train here. Hop on the train. Yeah. That, that seems if, if they're going for sort of an open world kind of thing, the, the timing on that has to be pretty tight mm. to make that work. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Um, Tony, other game. Um, this this isn't necessarily a good thing. It doesn't have to be good. But uh, they 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 hit Sea of Thieves again with a really terrible stuff like they did last year with Sea of Thieves. It wasn't as it wasn't bad. as bad <laughs> as last year. Sea of Thieves, people oh. working together, talking, whatever. I've never known people who actually talk like that while they're playing a game and this and that, but. They at least made some efforts to make the trailer. The, the trailer was kind of funny. It had its humorous moments. Some of the stuff looked interesting, but none of it looked anywhere near good enough for me to really have any interest in this game. But this game's got popularity coming out the wazoo. I there's so many people looking forward to this, and I don't. I just don't see it. I know it's all opinion, and people have things. That I just I don't see what makes this game seem so good. Because to me, the fact that I have to get five friends to help me sail my ship so I don't get jacked seems terrible. Though the fact that I can jump in a cannon and get shot on shot in the enemy ship, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I'm in a similar boat as you, Tony. I I've heard a lot of hmm? in a similar boat. Yeah. Boats are on freshwater. Ships are on oceans. So I didn't make a pun. <laughs> I led you into my trap pretty okay. well. <laughs> the, uh, no, yes. Uh, no, but it's just, um, it's got that, what I think of as rare, at least rare as of being controlled by Microsoft, whimsical feel that they constantly are doing now. They're all about whimsy. This is a whimsical raid game, as near as yeah. I can tell. It's raiding without the grind of leveling up. Apparently that appeals to some sort of gamer segment. It does not appeal to me, though. It looks like it almost wants to be an MMO, but without any of the work. And so it's just going on whimsical quests. The bottom line is, I don't have enough friends to do this. <laughs> I don't have any friends. They're not going to go, and we're all going to coordinate our time so that we can all be online together and sail a boat. I can't get five other people to play Overwatch with me at the same time. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get this whimsical game going. And so, because I don't think I could have fun with it without close friends playing it with me, I just don't think I'd ever have fun with it. Yeah. And that was my general thought of watching that whole trailer the whole time. is like, I don't see where this would be enjoyable at all because I don't think I would ever... And maybe it's something, you know, um, younger people, people who don't have you know, jobs and kids and all that stuff that they're dealing with would have an easier time pulling groups together to play stuff like that. And I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you got a lot of friends that can be on with you, I think you can have fun with it. I, but not for me. Yar, but I didn't note it because, yeah, I thought it left a better impression than last year's E3, which made me hate it. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the, the the presentation they did yet last year made it look super dumb. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, I think I get it now. Yeah, I just know, don't think the, I'd like this it. presentation did a way better job of making it feel like an actual game you would want to play. The, the previous one felt like, well, they're just running around drinking. I guess that's okay. But <laughs> so fifteen-year-olds like to getting rid of the yeah. getting rid of all of the you know, uh, which that, that was something in, in general with the Microsoft conference. I don't think there were any streamers as part of their thing. Mm-hmm. That that was one of my complaints about the EA one is 
there, there were several of my notes in there that you say streamers with exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, they really emphasized. They, they, they were really going to, or they call them game changers at one point. Uh, yeah. Was it in, was it in Microsoft's conference where they had the, the shoutcaster? Yes. Yeah. That was during the, the player unknowns battlegrounds. Right. Well, yes. not, they had some other game where they had yeah. somebody doing it too. That was well, that, they did something similar during the EA one as well. And Xbox during, they, uh, was running the whole, what, that whole mix, whatever thing. Mixer. Mixer thing. on his beam. Yeah. Mm. And still shows up his beam on my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to see things for a moment. I'm actually sold on this. Mm. With the caveat of, I don't know when I'm going to play it. Right. So, it's not a day one purchase for me by any means, but if they, if they make it a good price at some point, then it'd be like, I'll get to play this sometime. It it very much like like you say a raid or I was thinking more like heist yeah. kind of thing. I think it's only meant to be played, you know, in short bursts. It's not supposed to be a you know you play for an hour or something. You don't play for hours. Yeah. So I don't know that there's any sort of progression mechanics or anything like that. Um, the narration that was happening during that I think was really effective. I don't know if that's going to be in the game though, because the flip side of that is it was kind of clever and kind of funny the first time. I don't know that I would want to listen oh, to that every no, single time. No. But it did give sort of a... Uh, it gave some direction to the thing, which I think was helpful, because the, the I think last was, year's presentation felt entirely directionless. I think it was just there for the trailer to give it that direction and feel and help flesh things out. Right. Or maybe that's like the tutorial. Right. Is we're we're going to narrate this first mission for you. Yeah. And maybe even the first mission, it's just you and a bunch of AI. So, you know, there, there are ways they can make that work. Um, it is Xbox player anywhere, so, you know, that doesn't exclude PC players from that. Oh, so well, that a, changes nothing. All right, no, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> number one thing is finding time to do that. And I think the, 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 uh, the, the proposition that Microsoft will try to sell is that they have their new, uh, clubs and looking for group features so that you can go and say, I want to play Sea of Thieves, and you can find other people who want to play Sea of Thieves without having to be in Sea of Thieves. To do that. Yeah. But still, I, I don't know that I want to play with random people. Right, because then you're so, all you're going to do is have people running off randomly. And right. Stealing my bus. It becomes a great thing to share again. Yeah. And, 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 so, and telling yeah. me all the I, I think there's a ton of potential in this. Um, I can't see any way that it could be played couch co-op, so that's kind of disappointing, because I think it would work well as a couch co-op kind of game. The the concept. The the problem is the presentation is... You can't you can't split screen more than four ways. Well, now we once the, you split it four ways... It just means we need four TVs. Right. Well, I have two Xboxes, so <laughs> which is why I'm a baby. If I want Xbox, yeah, you need to I learn to say no. Two, so I can maybe. Gosh, I'm no one offers you heroin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of heroin for the masses, uh, I want to touch briefly on Assassin's Creed Origins. Well, what were your thoughts on it, Jake? Um, well, I mean, the fact of it's completely different than the whole Ezio series and everything else. It's finally, I mean. Ezio is apparently everybody's main favorite or everything mm-hmm. else. I'm like, sure. It's kind of nice to get off of the main character every once in a while, just to see what different stories or the creation or something like that. So, a group of, like, the group of assassins. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. So, you're looking I'm, forward to it? I'm looking very much forward to it. Very much forward to meeting Bayek, which is the main character's name. Um, they've added plenty more, apparently, RPG elements like horse. Red horse. Yeah, I don't know if they had the horse stuff again since the first Assassin's Creed, which did have some horse mechanics, but they took them away. 
That was my favorite part of the first Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and they took it away, because uh, people didn't like having it, how long it took to get to city to city, I think, was the mm-hmm. main issue. But okay. Assassin's Creed 1 was really just a glorified tech yeah. demo, in my opinion. Here, here's my problem with, the, with, with this Assassin's Creed that I saw. Or not really a problem so much as just a thing that seemed weird to me is that apparently you've got a hawk that they just treat like a drone from Call of Duty Modern Warfare, <laughs> yeah. so you can fly it Strip around on. and see through its eyes and tag targets and this and that. But... I have to admit, I liked that in the trailer, they played Assassin's Creed like I play Hitman, where he sneak, 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 stealthily take this guy out, sneak some more. Okay, if I stealthily take, the, you know what? Screw it. Let's just kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how you've been able to always play the Assassin's Creed games. They like to gussy themselves up as stealth games. They often have segments that mandate particular levels of stealth, but. Ezio, which are the ones I am familiar with, he could hold his own against in combat against groups of enemies with ease. Especially it, in Revelations. Yeah. And oh. it just got... And the thing is, the, the ego thing, as funny as that was, I, I noted that as well, but I was thinking, this is actually them, like, scaling it back. When In the later ones, like Revelations, where he got the... I called it the Squigoo, where he would go, and he'd just go, Squigoo! And he would send assassins to do do all the killing for him. His buddy assassins. He just became, and he had guns. I like oh, that it's in the past because they were giving way arrows. too much tech. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Body heat heard. seeking arrows. When he shot that arrow, all I heard was seek. Yes, Conan would be proud. Um, so anyway, uh, not not uh, this will be one that I'll consider uh, when it's on sale. Visually looked great. I thought it was uh, excellent move that. Ubi took a year off between Assassin's Creed because this they were suffering. And I think jumping mm-hmm. back in time it does them good. No, no, yeah, I definitely definitely. I think they were getting way too far in the future. Mm-hmm. It got way too gun oriented. Uh and I like it kind of pre Because I was waiting for it to hit Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Ezio in space. <laughs> Why am I in space? Why am I still Why am I still the main character? Um I, I, a, a few thoughts on this. Um It looked like there was maybe like a multiplayer that was gladi- gladiatorial combat. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't I didn't pay enough attention to it. I, either from this or from the um, the Ubisoft presentation on it, it seemed like there there was some aspect. Part of the trailer showed very clearly gladiator combat, and that didn't really fit in any other part of what seemed to be the narrative of it. So I'm wondering if like they're doing a we're we're just going to have one on one or you know one on a few mm-hmm. battles for that kind of thing. So that that I don't know if that's going to be any good or not, but that's an interesting aspect. Um, there's a lot of animals in it. Yes. They, they specifically highlighted a hippo and a camel and an elephant, and then I just have animals with an exclamation point. I think they found that the animals are resonating in the Far Cry series, and so they're just doing it now. Well, they probably yeah. already have the animals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Remember, every game that Ubisoft makes is really the same thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> just, mean, they just changed the It was clear years ago that they were sharing assets between yes. the Assassin's Creed games and, like, those motion sports games. Because they climbed the same way. It was interesting. Uh, the, other, the other thing, during the, the whole where they showed kind of like most of a mission, um, at one point he climbs up this building. So it's like a it's sort of a two-story building. And so he climbs up onto the first one and then climbs up to the next and then pulls the guy down. And I assume the guy's dead, but he fell like five feet. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I made a note of that while I was yeah. watching it. It was like super short fall. Yes. <laughs> 
in the so, in Egyptian times, shortfalls were very I, deadly. I, I guess if you're osteoporosis not well, that's how he assassinates. He has gravity manipulation. He just made that guy weigh like five tons. Yeah. So uh, gravity manipulation is probably how that out. arrow chased that guy yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Roadhog Hook version of one point corners and stuff. Oh gosh. Also, like Jake was saying on the RPG elements, there's loot in this game. Mm. Because he picked up this this bow and it was like he looked yeah. at the stats and it was like a that's you know it was, right. it was a rare bow of something you know right. so that that Get standard you got the, the tiers of weapons and that kind of Sorry. thing so yeah they're yeah. they're they're putting RPG in everything. Do you have a game then? I have I have a few still because I know there's at least one on this list that I that, that, that I figured you were yeah. going to say so yeah. I, I I haven't. Okay, well I guess I'll go ahead and say the one that I'm sure you're expecting me to say, which would be Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh. Uh, Wardor. 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 So, the trailer was surprisingly funny. Yeah. I saw online, apparently, the reaction regarding the orc that he recruits in the trailer makes us a protagonist that people now want an orc dating sim. And that <laughs> and for him, him to be the true ending oh, of it. And, and this is what Tolkien always wanted. <laughs> so that really resonated well. I, I remember Mike's reaction when when the trailer was on because he he'd said that uh, that doesn't even sound like an orc. Apparently, the voice is believed to be the same as the shark from Finding Dory or something. Finding Nemo, and uh-huh. yes, I have that written down. Oh. Bruce sounds like the shark from Finding okay. Nemo. So anyway, that won over anyone who wasn't won over. I was won over by the gameplay. They really oh, featured man. the changes in the net. Na- yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure: uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, the first game. I really enjoyed. I really. did too. And, I, and part of it is that I, I'm a pretty big Middle Earth fan. But part of it was the gameplay just worked really, really well. And this, they featured the changes to the Nemesis system, which I was confused because I was like, the Nemesis system worked just fine in the first game. What, what's the deal? Holy cow, have they made it far more intricate. Oh, yeah. So if you like sneaking around and you don't want Assassin's Creed, instead you want the precious... This is what, this is the game for you. So this is a definite yes, yes for me. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is very high on my list. Yes. It has been pushed back, uh, from when they first gave it a, a release date. Its current release date is October 10th, though, of this year. So it is still expected to be out in 2017, barring it getting pushed yet again. But, uh, yeah, I was, I'm very excited about Shadow of War. We got another game, though. Or oh, I was just going to, uh, uh, any thoughts, Eric? Um, I, I like the dialogue in it. I think that was that was the really dialogue. Nice. Was, yeah. it, it seemed to be well written um, and and funny at times. Uh, the there's a domination mechanic in it that that seems kind of you know brainwashing. That's exactly yeah. what it is. That's what was in the first game. Okay, so yeah. I, I haven't yeah. played the first. Yeah, game. That's not new. Also, that's not a, Is there a ghost in that guy? Yes, okay. there is. Yes. He, he, is it like the, the that's that army the from well. the? It's an elf yeah. king. Gotcha. His, his basically, it's like, think of it as his soul is fused. Yeah. That guy, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler from the first game, but he is Kalimdor, the ghost is. The guy who made the rings of power for oh, Sauron. Gotcha. Or at least the, and who made the Elvis yeah. rings in secret. That's him. So that's why he's so mad. And that's why whenever you be dead, whenever you, he always had that cool looking little wicked hammer thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever the, the 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 ghost spirit comes out, he's always got the wicked right. hammer. Because yeah. in Tolkien lore, he was tricked. They were all tricked by Sauron. Mm-hmm. Sauron tricked him to make the ring. He forged the one. Well, Sauron made the one ring, but he made all the other rings that made the Nazgul and everything else, thinking that he's doing a good thing. So gotcha. there's a lot of guilt in that, I guess. Gotcha. So anyway. 
Uh, it is a fun series, and it, the first game was well written. Yeah, well. I'm glad they were able to because all of the games based around Middle Earth up until Shadow of Mordor came out were terrible. Shaky. Mm-hmm. War War of the North I thought was okay, but you had to accept that it had nothing to do with any of the baseline characters, and in this you feel like you're actually touching mm-hmm. the mythos, and not in this weird, awkward way. Oh, mm-hmm. look, we stuck Frodo in. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and, and it wasn't like, oh, here's the Fellowship and Bob. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the Fellowship bad. was really Ted. Yeah. Hey, new kid. That's right. <laughs> and my slingshot. <laughs> um, real quick, I do have a couple others. Uh, I wondered if we could touch on 16-bit Blade Runner, yeah. aka The Last Night. Yeah, yeah, um, I have that. I didn't even put anything down other okay. than 16-bit. Just, I just put down, Blade I'm Runner. intrigued. I, I can't tell what's going on. I don't know if it's 2D or like 2.5D, if they're going to go for this uh, shadow complex kind of style or what, but it looked neat. Yes, it looks it looks very, very nice. It, it is hard to... It, it's sort of hard to reconcile sometimes that this this game looks really, really pretty, but it's clearly not, you know, high def in yeah. a way. No. And well, and that's something that I think has been gotten getting real popular and something that we mentioned here. The art and the visuals, even if they're not super high def, super hyper realistic, uh, we've gotten to a point where they don't have to be and they can still be beautiful. Right. Uh, like um, Alloy is beautiful. And it's like eight bit as can be, and uh, I know like um, and the Ori the Blind Forest and the upcoming Ori and the something or another because I don't remember what they read. Yeah. Will of the Wisp. Will of the Wisp. I mean, that game is just sheer beauty. Nothing about that game to me matters. That game is just so pretty. It's supposed to be really hard. Uh, doesn't surprise. I need, yeah. I need to sit down and play. Doesn't that. surprise me. And it's just kind of like I mean, I've played a couple games lately that you know the game isn't that. I mean, it's not like it's some super special game, but the art is just so beautiful that you just play it just to see what's next. Does anyone have a game before Anthem that we haven't covered yet? Let me go. Oh, uh, we should probably mention Crackdown. Yeah, that's the one I still have. Oh, yeah, oh, I've got one also. I you you mean Terry Crews as Terry Crews in a Terry Crews joint? That yeah. I liked. I thought that was really clever for the trailer. <laughs> even though I don't think Terry Crews may he might not even be involved in voicing any characters in the game itself. But for an E3 presentation, yeah. I thought it worked really well. I, I actually thought that was their best trailer because of it. Um, yeah, and you're, yeah, I'm seeing that the whole time, going, "When are you Doomfist? Come on, bro! We're waiting. Overwatch needs another character." But um, that's Mike. I had that right in there. Mike, what'd you think of, of Crackdown? Um, my biggest question is, what happened to all the destructible environments they advertised the last time they showed it? I don't know. It has clearly been significantly reworked, and you, it's been such a. I mean, there was supposed to be a multiplayer beta last summer. That still hasn't happened yet. And this game is, I think, slated to come out sometime in November now. So I'm guessing we're going to see that soon. But I think they ended up making a, a lot of significant changes. Uh, feels very much like they've gone back to Crackdown 1 roots, which, comparing the two, which I enjoyed both of them, but Crackdown 1 is definitely the one you'd rather emulate. Uh, did the art feel a little weird to you? It's like, always had this weird... Yeah, it's always had the cel-shaded look. But... I thought it was a strange game to use for Exbonix when you're going cell shaded because you're not showing off. I don't think that shows off 60 frames and 4K yeah. very well. So, but that is the that weird kind of almost ugly cell shade style. That's true to the series. Yeah, I haven't played any games but, in that series. Yeah, so. cell shaded. Yeah. Oh, they're they're a lot of fun. Are they? Yeah, I know. That, I knew there was a lot of hope that, that about it 
coming out before the E3. Eric, what was your other game? Oh, I just wanted to touch briefly on uh, Minecraft. Oh, oh. yeah. Because that's, right. that's something that we were sort of discussing internally. So um, I'm still not entirely clear on the whole uh, unifying thing, but if I understand correctly, so last year they were talking about the Play Together update or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be built on top of their Minecraft Realms service, which was a it's a subscription service. So then if you ran your world inside of their server, then your PC or your Xbox or your uh, mobile could connect to that. And so everyone could play together that way. It seems like this update that they're talking about takes it away from there and just puts it on Xbox Live. So then... Presumably, um, they're not, they weren't really clear, but presumably there won't be an additional cost associated with that, which was the thing that was kind of holding me back. Because it, sometimes it would be nice to not play split screen with my daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be, I, you know, I could bring her my laptop, she could play on the Xbox, and we could play together that way. Or you could play on the Switch. Or on the Switch, yes. yes. And I'd have to buy Minecraft a fourth time, which <laughs> I will probably do. That. Yeah, that's I will okay. probably do that. Minecraft but, but is not one PS4 of those things. because Sony doesn't want Right, to yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have a PS4 anyway. But yes, no. They, it is worth mentioning that they're they're doing crossplay, but not PS4. Which there are other games that have announced crossplay and Rocket not PS4. League. Rocket League specifically, yes. So it is it is really fascinating that Nintendo is on board with this and Sony is not. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing is, as silly as it sounds, the 4K update for Minecraft looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's, everything is still the cubes. <laughs> But they look really pretty. The lighting in particular, I think, is the thing yeah. that sells me on that. I can't and, even believe you're talking about this. I know. Really? I know it, it is a meme all over the place. I get that. But the lighting looks amazing on that. And that is me seeing it super compressed on YouTube on my regular 1080p TV. Knowing how the lighting in Minecraft normally looks, that looks yeah. significantly better. It, now, it add in HDR, noticeable. add in 4K, and... So that, that's the thing that happens in those sorts of games is things are smoother where they need to be smoother without it being, you know, they, you may have seen the, they just slapped like characters from Grand Theft Auto into Minecraft and said, look, it's the 4K update because now yeah. the characters look realistic. It's, it's never going to be that, but they did up the, um, texture resolution. So, you know, where textures were originally like 64 by 64, they are probably going to be 128 by 128 or something like that. So the grass texture will still look pixelated, but it's going to have more pixels. more information. Yes, more pixels. Four times as many por- pixels. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, it, it's worth mentioning. Uh, Minecraft is a super fun game. It's, it is well, not for everyone, obviously. It was obviously, a brilliant uh, acquisition for Microsoft. Yeah. I think that's Player Unknown Battlegrounds. I think that's why they did this with them as well. They think they think this is another kind of up-and-coming, will-be-hot PC title, and they want to get in closer to the ground floor on yeah. this one. Well, then they should buy it now rather than waiting until they have to pay $2.5 billion. Yeah. Well, they probably think, they know, <laughs> you know, what's $2.5 billion to them? <laughs> it, it was actually money that they needed to spend because they had to repatriate it. Yeah, that, that's part of the, the saga of that thing. It's fascinating when you uh, what the problems Microsoft has because they are they're doing so well as a corporation right now, whereas Sony's PlayStation division is doing great, but the company itself is suffering. Um, but that's outside of our E three scope. Yeah, uh, Anthem, I think, right? Um, actually, I got Deep Rock Galactic on there. It looks Remind me interesting. Of that. Deep Rock Galactic was Minecraft with Space Marines. 
What's catching your eye about it? I call I practically called it the Minecraft war in a way. So like oh. it looks so I mean it looks so much like I it looks fun. I mean, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. It was I've got the other thing they highlighted on that is that it has mixer integration. Mm-hmm. Which of course they're they're selling that hard because that was another big acquisition of theirs. Um so it looks like during matches people will be able to do things in the chat room that affect the gameplay. Uh, that, that is the big thing like that they're IDA selling with Mixer I over Twitch. A red box. Yeah, kind Word of like IDAR. Yeah, um, but it seems like it's more direct. Like there's an API built into okay. Mixer that they can tap into. Hmm. So I haven't seen that in action on anything yet. But that that is well, one of the they, things that they, they were did show. I think there was another game that they were talking about having Mixer integration. Right, because they they showed them have yeah. Because there was they showed where somebody for watching on Mixer gave them a boost that gave them a shield because they got like. Like, That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, if, uh, you know, since so many of these things are basically the Hunger Games, which, you know, Battle Royale. It's sort of like that, that scene in the first Hunger Games where the little thing floats in and oh, drops her some, some, little yeah. some thing. that super ointment. Yeah. yeah. So presumably you can go slash super ointment and then you know, your dwarves will be healed. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that one, but yeah. That's right. It wasn't visually interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't really sold on it based on that. But yeah, it's, it's not it, a it was interesting it's not, enough to note. I'll keep an eye, but I don't, I made a determination yet. Okay, so I think we're at Anthem at this point. Who's excited about Anthem? I guess I should open it. Or I have anyone... a very, very high level of interest. You have high level of interest. Eric raised yes. his hand for those who can't see because you're on the podcast. Because we're not a video podcast. <laughs> no, um, not, not yet. So not ever. I am interested, but I don't really understand what kind of a game it is yet. It's Destiny with Jetpack. It's Destiny, yeah. Bro. Have they even announced that it's going to be multiplayer? Yeah, it is. It's okay. all, yeah. It, there was it, some, it, yeah. it is. They showed it some gameplay later. It was clear from the gameplay they showed at the Microsoft conference, and it wasn't clear from the teaser where, they showed at the EA where conference. Where Kim came in all of a sudden, they were, and the, the stilted dialogue between the streamer folks were yeah. all like, gosh, maybe we should oh, go back and explore real that. people? Yeah. Yes. That was pre-recorded. No, that no. was terrible. Those oh, were the people playing it. Was yeah. <laughs> it is bad acting because that's how E3 always is with the streamers yeah. interacting. That is not the worst These acting in E3. Gosh, no, have no. you been in that cave yet? No, but I was waiting for Kim because he really needs the XP. Okay, and then of course not, Kim they came did not in do late. A good job of, and it might Kim have been was late. you coming in late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might have been that might have been late for me. Yeah. That I, I I did not pick up. Yeah, of yes. course, Bioware is not known for multiplayer games. They're known for single player. Experiences. They're known for amazing so I was going in with that experience, thinking that maybe Except this for the is last part of Mass Effect Three. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. So I'm not. I'll keep an eye on it. I'm not. I'm not excited for it myself. I do think it looks like like Destiny. I didn't care for Destiny's demo, which is why I never got Destiny. I do like that Bioware's on it. I respect Bioware, but they do. And it's Bioware Edmonton. It's real Bioware. Yeah, it's, it's this the is A-team. not. It's not this is not clay face Bioware Montreal. We're gonna let you be tech support mm-hmm. for like six months, and then we're closing you for failing us on Mass Effect Andromeda. Right. It's not that bad. Have you read the story on that one? No, and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> no. The, the the point. No, I don't care on the E3 episode. Right. But what my point being that Bioware Edmonton has a pretty high pedigree. I am more excited post E3 because I did hear on Friday that the lead writer for Mass Effect 1 and 2 is the lead writer for Anthem. Okay, so I haven't heard that. So that they're taking the story serious if that's the well, And, here's and my Mass thought. Effect 1 and 2 had a great story. And, and, and this could just be completely in my mind. I think what we're looking at here is going to be the fight is Anthem v. Destiny 2. Because I think they're aiming for the same niche of players. I think so also. 
Right. Well, and that, that you have described it as being more Destiny, so very multiplayer focused, that, that I lose almost all interest. Right. I think it's drop in, drop out, small group, multiplayer yeah. focus. That's how it yeah, felt. No, I, I was looking for more of a open world exploration. That you that's not the vibe made. I'm getting, but. Yeah, no. And I think it'll be more again, open than Destiny where you go to the hub for everything. If you were viewing yeah. it as those were all, there was one player and the rest were all AI, AI yeah. then that is the game I want to play. I don't want to play the game where I have... I, I don't want to play with them. Did you hear how they sounded? They sounded <laughs> awful. That was like Dinklage is all over the place. I, I can turn the sound down. <laughs> Jade, what was your uh, thought on it? I mean, are you excited about Anthem? Or? I mean, just from what I'm seeing here, it looks interesting. I mean... It is real pretty. pretty. It, is it real does pretty. look real pretty. I will agree on that part. Man, that big old suit. I'm all about I'm all about power suits, and that dude had that big old suit with a yeah. mortar suits, on it. The suits yeah. Have. The suits mm. Uh, the only other thing oh, before, uh, the transition from, from flying to diving under the water and swimming was bloody amazing. And that seems to be the sort of stuff that's got the Destiny people excited because that's something that they don't have in Destiny 1 and they probably don't have in Destiny 2. Yeah. So it's those sort of mechanics that are catching some people's eyes. Because I mean, because in the trailer, she, she was flying and she just dropped in the water and it was seamless and it was easy and it looked nice. And it was just, I was in shock at how that looked. I, that really impressed me. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention before we moved off of Microsoft is they did announce backwards compatibility for original Xbox titles, announcing specifically Crimson Skies. It's I know, the only game anybody cares about. I, I know they've announced a second game since then, but I don't. Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy. Fusion Frenzy 2. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, really? <laughs> but they're not going to do Halo. Oh, you know those. They're not going to yes, do Halo. Okay. They're not going to do Halo. They're not going to do Halo. They've never done You're Halo kidding. 3. It's true. Well, those are all available Master Chief Collection. Chief collection right. So. No, yeah, and that, that's exactly. exactly the reason why, but, um, is what I'm saying. But at the time, but they didn't really go into any details at the time, but I have since heard that it will function very similar to what Xbox 360 backwards compatibility is. Oh, yeah. If you have the original Xbox disc, you can put it in, it will recognize it, and will then download a digital version, and if you owned a digital version, as soon as it's available, it will be available for download. Was it even possible to buy digital versions? Of the, they games? specified it, so I'm guessing. I assume they're going to put them on the marketplace. But well, there'd be some way people had made some somehow people who bought Xbox games digitally was suggested by the developer. Oh, really? Backwards compatibility. I'm assuming it was the developer. I didn't see his title when I was reading the article on it, but gotcha. But that's what they've conveyed. So okay, one thing I didn't learn also about it is with the Xbox One X. The only, as of right now, the only ones with the One X are the Xbox Ones that will be backwards compatible. Only the Xbox One and the accessories for the Xbox One will be compatible with the Xbox X. That's right. We, yeah, we didn't touch on that. The, the Xbox X is compatible with all the peripherals and accessories. Right. Which is smart. Well, yeah. it should be. It's yeah, Xbox exactly. One. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that and it's going to do its like enhancement kind of things for it. So it's like enhanced visual fidelity, isotropic filtering, and faster load times. And then they will also do super sampling with some of the games mm-hmm. as well. Right. From what I heard. And uh, the only other thing I saw was uh, apparently they made it sound like the guy who was being interviewed made it sound like the backwards compatibility for the original Xbox actually wasn't as big of a challenge as it sounded like the 360 was. Well, of course. Because of the x86 architecture they used, because that was just a Pentium 3 processor uh, yeah. computer, really. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Um, one, one other thing on the backwards compatibility for Xbox, the original Xbox, um, they are releasing a controller. Mm. That is the original, oh, original yeah, Xbox controller, wow. otherwise known as the Duke. So <laughs> not the Xbox S controller, which it's came be out much shipped later. on a pallet. 
You're yeah. gonna have to have a forklift, and you're gonna have to take. I a think wall it is wireless though. To put it Looks here. like the wrong. I quit the wrong. Picked the wrong <laughs> day to quit using steroids. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, so people with big great. hands can can play their original Xbox games. I I don't know if it'll work with anything else, frankly. Yay! Because it has those. It has the weird six button configuration because you have the white and black buttons in addition to. Mm. Yeah. Because there's right. like there's triggers, but there's no bumpers. I think is how that worked out. Oh, that's an ugly controller. Oh yeah. Oh yes, it was. The Duke. The Duke. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move away from Microsoft finally, and let's transition to the next major presentation of E3, which was Bethesda and their weird Fallout world. Um, (laughs) Bethesda Land, a place of adventure. Yes. Bethesda Land, a place of, hey, look, you still love this six-year-old game. Please, please, buy it again. Please, God, please. (laughs) Why won't you buy this game? Um, I don't have a whole lot, really, to to touch on particularly. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off, though, and just mention that they did uh, feature a couple of, which Tony just referenced, (laughs) uh, a couple of VR versions of games. One was the Fallout 4 version, which was talked about the last E3. Uh, There's also a VR version of Doom. I'm not invested in VR right now, and I'm not convinced that it's worth the money, so these don't really interest me, but they're they're just about the only major developer I know of doing much in the way of VR. A lot of it's more smaller projects, so I thought it was noteworthy that they're still obviously putting a significant budget behind the titles they're working on. They need to put some more money into the weapon animations in the Fallout 4 VR, because, oh, it looked bad. It looked real bad. Doom VFR looked slow to me. But I've heard, Especially compared to Doom. Right, Doom I've heard impressions so, mm-hmm. elsewhere say that it is fast, so maybe there was just something in the video I was watching or something, but it, it looked kind of slow-paced, which I think is not necessarily the direction you want to go with the Doom game. Well, it's worth mentioning that not only are they did they announce Skyrim for VR, they also announced Skyrim for Switch. So they well, like it wasn't announced. Well, but yeah, but yeah. they presented yes. Skyrim for Switch and with Amiibo support, with Amiibo support, so that you can look like Link. Yes, that is the weirdest looking Link. It was nope. that was so <laughs> so not that necessary. might be fun, but <laughs> it was odd. It was I, really I, odd. In, any way to justify spending that kind of money on Amiibos because oh, they're not cheap. Yeah. My question is why? <laughs> because they can. To try and get people to buy it again. I because guess. I know, I you don't own enough Skyrim, apparently. And, yeah. Well, I, I've read some people are really interested just for the fact that they can have a portable Skyrim. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of cool. Can you yell dragon language? Will you have to mix it? I don't like, think there's a mic in this. Roshan. Yeah! You probably have to have a separate phone app for that because that's how my <laughs> Nintendo wants to do all that crap. Yeah, okay. That's cheap. I want to mention The Evil Within, too, because I did wishlist this game. Mm-hmm. Have any of you played The Evil Within? No, no I hadn't, and I no, thought you had, no. so I was hoping that you might be able to compare and contrast them, because... It, it's it got the same vibe as the, okay. as the first, so... No, that was a new creepy trailer announcement, I did, I played and won The Evil Within. Uh, it's probably, in my opinion, it's the strongest survival horror game I've played in the last few years. I have not played Resident Evil 7, which I hear is very good, but up compared to other Resident Evil games, I thought... This is a lot better. It's due out October 13th, 2017, so pretty recent. Friday. Yep. Yep. Well timed with the, with the, with the theme of it. But yeah, it looks essentially, well, I'm assuming the story is different. Uh, there was a lot of feature about a, a girl who appears to have been killed in a fire and all that. But overall, I think it's going to play out the way the first one did, where there were a lot of stealth sections where you had an option to try and sneak up and, and get around or to deal with these monsters, and it was very horrific, um, which, and I like horror as a theme in general, so, uh, yeah, it's fun if you like that sort of thing. 
and I'm looking forward to it. But um, another thing that they I thought I'd mention was another game which I played the first one of and have not yet started the second one of, which is they announced another Dishonored. Is Kinda. it a, or is it a DLC? I, it's I, a new game. It's, it's actually on game. discs. I yeah, I was I was confused as well because I, thought, I it thought it was a DLC. DLC. Pack, it's using the same engine and assets, I think, as essentially as Dishonored Two. Well, it's called Dishonored Two: Death to the Outsiders. So yes. I think this would be a standalone expansion or a side pull, if you will. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my understanding is from that is you, you play as a different character in Dishonored Two. You either play as Emily or Corvo. Corvos, who you play as in the first game, unless you're playing as a character named Dowd. Uh, but I don't really have an opinion on it because I haven't played Dishonored 2 yet. Right. For me, I'm Dishonored 1 was, it was a fun stealth game, but I thought it was really overrated in terms of the praise it got. Because I didn't think the story was that great. I thought it was pedestrian. But that's okay. I was there for the game. I think part of the reason that people like Dishonored is that uh, one of the lead designers on it was one of the original designers on the original Deus Ex. And so that similar kind of, you have this thing to do and you can approach it from 15 different ways mm. is, is what a lot of people get out of that game. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I totally agree. Yeah. That's there. That's there. But that's there in Hitman, too. So right. That's why I wasn't as amazed, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we should also hit on the point that uh, Bethesda has apparently decided that their complete failure to make paid mods a thing last year uh, made them make change the names. Now they're going to try for paid mods again, but they're calling them something different. Right, though it's it's slightly modified, because I, I read up on this a little bit uh, later. There will be individual developers, but all of the content will be coming from Bethesda. So it is more like they are farming out things than it is that you can make your own stuff and then sell it on their marketplace. It is, you know, maybe you could come to them and say, I want to make this thing, and then they'll go, yes, approved, we'll work with you to make sure you get the assets or whatever support you need to make and it they'll, happen. And they'll go through and make sure that every single thing works together right. without causing conflicts. Yeah. yeah, so there's going to be more, you know, weapons mods and those sort of things unless uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom's the tank engine of the dragon. <laughs> Still, I just, I, we'll see. I'm not, yeah, it's, I, I, it, it, it is less of the, we're, we're going to just delegitimize third party mods. I think that was sort of, they're, they're trying to find a compromise that lets them put them on consoles because I know there was some pushback from Sony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always pushback from Sony. Uh, not everything. Yeah. Plenty. Sony is a more conservative company than a lot of people give them credit for. Eric. I know there's a game that Bethesda talked about that you really want to yes, discuss. Yes, I do really want to talk about this. Do we want to talk about Quake Champions? I do not. Okay, Quake is esports. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We talked about it on the last so the show, and there was nothing new to me yeah. to talk it, about. It does have BJ Blazkowicz in it. Oh, well, that changes nothing. I know. Let's talk about I, BJ. I thought it was an interesting... In the game we want to talk yes, about so it. So let's talk about BJ in the game we want to talk about, which is Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, <laughs> which opened up on what I thought was a hilarious sort of lassie Mm-hmm. In this case, Liesel. Um, that was hilarious. Parody. It was surprisingly long. I think this. it was over eight minutes of trailer, including that and gameplay and everything. Yeah. So it was really, they really devoted a lot of time to it. Well, which I understand. It was the only thing they had this That's year. true. Right. <laughs> it, it, is, it is really their big surprise. Okay. Because 
it, it was a sort of an open secret that we were working on it because last year during their presentation they showed like a here's our file system thing and there was a Wolfenstein 2 sitting right there. Yes. But that was literally everything that they had about it last year. Um, also, there was a, a interesting German or else uh, game show. That yes, right yeah, that, was, that was weird. That I would have liked to see more of. So my, my genuine hope is at some point in the game there is a TV going and you can just sit down and watch. Uh, which I liken to the the darkness. If anyone's familiar with that one, mm-hmm. um, it looks to me like the 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 storyline is BJ's going to start out waking up again from a coma. Yeah, he, he, he gets a lot of comas. He's, he's got a he, he's had a rough time. He, he got blown up. He has a head trauma problem. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that a little bit. He should probably too. start wearing a helmet. So. He should probably reclassify from human to Mimbari. It's that severe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dropping the battle on five references. That's what I'm here Ask for. Ask your nerd friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's going to start out just frail. He's going to end up in a wheelchair. He's going to have to escape from somewhere. At some point, he's going to wear that suit from the last one, the dot you should suit. Um, then at some point he's going to be like completely healthy, and at some point he's going to ride a tank dog. Mm-hmm. So that's, tank dogs have been featured for quite a while. Yes, but you never had to ride one before. No, so that they are not for um, petting. Yeah, for riding. It looks like Frau Engel is back, which that was my great disappointment of the last game is that you didn't manage to kill her while you were in the giant mech suit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the strawberry milkshake thing was cool. Also, there's characters that I thought were dead that came back to, like Max Haas, and I think it was Bombate or something like that. Was the one of the guys you sprung from the prison? It's been a while, so I'm not really remembering. Yeah. So it's it's one of the guys you met in the prison that helped you out to get to oh. I can't remember that guy's name. The the dot you should guy. So when you escaped from prison, you took some people with you, and that guy was featured in the in the trailer. Plus some new characters on the American Resistance. Oh, yeah, it's worth pointing out, this is in the United States this time. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. it's, like, supposed to be the 60s or something. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah I think it's 1960, specifically. It kind of, kind of they, it feels like the aesthetic was a lot like uh, the Man in the High Tower Amazon show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, you know, U.S. in the, the 50s and 60s. Right. Like, split between Germany and Japan and stuff. Who all here has played Bethesda's reboot of Wolfenstein? I own it, but I haven't even started it yet. Oh, you you should absolutely play it. Yeah, I know you can. It, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Jake, it is one of the best single-player first-person shooter experiences I have played mm-hmm. probably since Half-Life 2. This announcement, uh, oh. yeah. I, I remembered that they, they made a, a smaller digital version called uh, Wolfenstein The Old Blood. I've played a tiny bit of which that. Which I just started play. this last week because this is due out October 22nd, 7th. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I better do this. I must have got it when it was on sale. It's one of but, at least three games but, coming out on the 27th. But the reboot, yeah, the reboot, very good. Single-player, first-person shooter experience. Totally single-player. And that's very see, bold to do. I, and I, I like pure single-player experiences. So, I'm, I yeah. don't like pure multiplayer experiences a lot of times, except for Overwatch, because Overwatch is amazing. The exception that proves the rule. Yeah. But for the <laughs> most part, I'm, I I like the single-player Yeah, there is, there is no multiplayer in Wolfenstein the New Order. Um, but it is it is absolutely worth the time uh, if you don't want to you know if if you want to make the because the on normal and above the shooting is tense and difficult if you want to you can scale that back because I at, at one point I was playing through on normal um, I accidentally overwrote my save there are no backups um, and so I had to start over 
And so I just restarted on easy. It's totally fine in that, <laughs> but you really do not have to work as hard. I do, I do but like it when the game the story is a solid story. story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It, there, there is a level below what I played at too. Yeah, uh, I think it's "Don't Hurt Me, Daddy." Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, old id style, and um, the the story in that game is enough. The the set pieces, everything about that is just it's a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. I wish listed it just off of the bona fides of the first. Wow. Yeah, and it's same same dev team, all of that. Yeah, I'll sit down and play it. Did we have anything else. else that we want to talk about with Bethesda? Nope. It was sad compared to last year's. Last year's was so hard this to live year, up to last year's. Yeah, this year hurt uh, So I, I do sympathize with them a bit. Uh, this isn't really a, a uh, company specific, but I did think we should go ahead and segment out and do the the PC gaming show. Mm-hmm. They brought that back. They did it last year. Um, Tony, you're one of our primary PC gamers, probably the primariest of those of us <laughs> at this table. So uh, anything. Um, Catch your eye. I thought it was interesting that they're doing a remake of Age of Empires. I noted that as well. The Age of Empires def, def, the definite, fin- yeah, or definite, definite, definite edition, whatever. I don't know. I wrote it doesn't down matter. Age of Empires edition. Is, yeah. It's like it's definitely Age of Empires. Okay. <laughs> Age uh, of Empires. What, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, Age of Empires. The Age of Empires games were fine. I'm. I just remember back in the day, it seemed like everybody had Age of Empires. I've got Age of Empires 3 on my computer right now. I don't think I've played it in four years. But, yeah. but um, um, I've got it. I just It's kind of a touchstone uh, RTS-type game for from a certain generation. And I just don't know how well it's going to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I uh, I've played a number of them, but it was never like one I played multiplayer. I always sort of played it by myself. When me too. I felt like it. And I played the one that was out for Games for Windows Live, which was a free-to-play one, and I refused to pay money. And it was simplified. It was okay. It was simplified. But um, other than that, I haven't played Empire since. I'm sure I've still got a boxed copy of an older one on my shelf. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm I was sure. really surprised. But it yeah, was, That was a complete surprise to uh, me. You know, it's never been... Uh, I mean, it's always been kind of up there because it's been around for so long, but yeah, it's just not... I don't know. I, I was really surprised. I think Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, either worked on Age of Empires or he is uh, just a fan of it. So I think that may be part of it. Similar to like uh, Voodoo Vents, which was an original Xbox game, had an HD remaster uh, either early this year or late last year. And that was like one of his favorite original Xbox games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly he can flex his muscles when he wants to. Right. Uh, only other thing I I had in my notes about the PC gaming show is they announced XCOM 2 War of the Chosen. Right. Which is a big expansion for X, XCOM 2. Which, from everything I've heard, is it could have been released as its own game. And so, uh, only other thing I know is that they're throwing in three new champions. and There's three there factions. There looks like there's going to be three new factions, and it's going to be... I'm really interested. It's on my, it's on my short list. I figured so, it would be. Yeah, because I've, I've loved all the XCOM games. I, I, and I, you know, isometric squad shooters are kind of my thing. I love them. I just put out the Battletech video last, what, two days ago? Yep. So. Well, I got a game for you. Oh, do you? <laughs> now, now I'm going to buy a Switch, too. We're going to buy one anyway. Did anyone else have anything out of the PC gaming show? They did announce the Warhammer Total War 2. Oh, yes. And I think um, just... I think the combination of the Total War series, the Total War engine, 
and the Warhammer Fantasy Universe is just a match made in heaven because, yeah, they just work really well together. So hmm. I'm glad that there's a second one coming out. The first one um, was fun, but, yeah, it's just a sequel to a good game. So we'll see. All right. Uh well, we're not to Nintendo yet, though we can touch Nintendo a little bit because we're now in the Ubisoft section. And let's see, Mike, yeah, we, we haven't, haven't, we haven't heard from you in a bit, so go ahead and lead us off on Ubisoft. What do you well, want to Ubisoft about? opened up with the worst kept secret in gaming this year, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm, I saw that. Which is taking, obviously, Mario characters and Ubisoft's weird... Rabbit characters. Friend, rabbits, they're just kind of rabbits. friendly rabbits. Yes, and they're, they're merging them together into a game that is XCOM. <laughs> I put in my notes, I call it XCOM, uh, XCOMario, XCOMario, I'm not saying it right, it's funnier in written, XCOMario. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played XCOM, but I've watched you play it, so I recognized it right away, and I'm watching it, their trailer for it, and it's like, this is XCOM. Which is funny, because, like, everything I've read online, people going into this had no interest in this game at all. And now everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. It was it was odd. Did my, you see it? I saw it. Okay. My XCOM Mario reference was my third note on this. My first note is WTF. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, what in the world? Because I, not really following Nintendo closely, did not know about this. And didn't believe it would actually be a, like a real thing. Also, what they're letting Mario use guns now? He doesn't kill with it. <sighs> Don't. That, that, that was the thing that my first note was Shigeru Miyamoto with a gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, except that you know the gun's not shooting bullets, but just it seems more violent than Nintendo normally allows Mario to become. Uh, but it's just me, I suppose. This is due out really soon. It's due out August 29th. So, um, Mike, are you going to get it? I don't know. There's a lot coming out. Eric, are you going to get it? Because this is yeah. a Switch game. Yeah, it's a Switch game. And they're also going to have Switch. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting one. Just for this game? <laughs> well, I mean, the tries, but yeah, when I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I'm probably going to end up with a Switch, but at the same time, it's never going to leave my daughter's room anyway once yeah. it appears. So <laughs> yeah, that's it doesn't true. matter. So, that's, that's a fair point. Jake, Especially is there anything in Ubisoft that you wanted to talk about? Um, I think we've already talked about the game I already t- wanted to talk about from okay. Microsoft, and that was Assassin's Creed, so uh, we already talked about it. I do have one that I, I briefly mentioned. They did show uh, another very brief piece on South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Um, <laughs> the first South Park game was a lot of fun. Put the wrong and fastest on the wobble there. Mm, it's the Fractured Butthole. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. The uh, I have not played the first one. I've been interested in it, and oh, I believe yeah. the first one is going to be bundled with right, right, Stick of Truth, and that will be bundled with fra- the Fractured Butthole. Um, Stick of Truth was a lot of fun. Mm, I played it a couple times. It's pretty good. Okay, it's pretty good. Uh, so anyway, I think it still looks. I it's it, you know it's it's nothing new was really shown in the trailer, but I think it still looks interesting and funny. Uh, I don't regularly watch South Park, but. I haven't really I'm still, I like the humor. Years. I like the humor, and so and it's it's supposed to be out October seventeenth, so not a long wait. Unless so, it gets a push, like everything else seems to get. So it's. I think I already had this on my my Amazon gaming wish list, so it'll just it'll stay because I'm still. Is it Obsidian? I don't remember. Okay, well that will make a huge difference on whether or not it gets delayed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric, did you have any other Ubisoft stuff? Um, yeah, let's talk about Starlink. 
Oh, I have that written down as well. Yeah. I did not, so you guys... I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the representative toys to life person here. <laughs> um, I don't know that I'm, I'm going to get into another toys to life one, but that one has a pretty solid value proposition. Because you take spaceships and you stick them on your controller, and then you put stuff on the spaceships, and that stuff appears in the game. That's pretty solid. And the, the guy literally said, I grew up in the 80s. We watch a lot of sci-fi. We played with a lot of toys. We're trying to make that work here. It the game itself looked fun. Um, I don't know about the reason I've never gotten into like Lego Dimensions and all that stuff because it's like games are expensive enough without having to buy a whole bunch of other stuff for them. <laughs> they have said that you will be able to actually just buy the stuff digitally. Right. It sounded like yeah, he said something. I didn't know if he meant all of the same things, or whether there would be some things that would be digital only and some things that would be physical only. The impression but, I got that was it was basically anything that you can buy physical, you can just buy it digitally as well, but uh, it's, it's something I'd have to see a lot more of before I would ever decide. Yeah, if I but I, I, I like the, the concept of just sticking it on the controller. Yeah, because it, it, it is looked, an interesting take on that. It looked interesting, because they showed you know every console controller with a freaking spaceship stuck on top of it. Yeah, so you can presumably... You kind of... Whoosh, yes. Reminds me of... You remember back in the day... This is way before your time, Jake. I'm so sorry. Aww. But you get the big spaceships, and you put in the special tape in the Power. VCR. Yeah. yeah. Captain Power and is you, what you were thinking And of. you shoot the TV. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I had one of those, but it didn't have a video cassette, so I had to rent the video cassette from the video store <laughs> in order to be able to watch. And it used similar patterns to what the original, uh, like Nintendo Light Gun worked with. Yeah. So of course it's the, it's the, the feedback from the screen that, that is seeing. So it's not a gun. It's really a camera. Yeah. Um, and what I learned is that if I just pointed it away from the TV, much like, you know, Duck Hunt, um, then I wouldn't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> Plus I only had the bad guy ship. I didn't have the Captain Power ship. Hmm. <laughs> I did more photon. Uh, I wanted to touch briefly on the crew, too. And mm-hmm. do we need another open-world racer? Were we excited about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, because you can race everything. That was what I noted. <laughs> the gimmick here is, they're like, okay, we're not Forza. Instead of doing cinematic, like Need for Speed seems to be wanting to do, let's just do a diversity. So it's not just cars. There are going to be boats, and they're going to be planes. I saw them uh, featured prominently. So while well, you race dump trucks. No, Problem. you can race monster trucks. I, monster trucks. I didn't see but, a dump truck. I'm not saying you can't. No, right, right. <laughs> we don't know if there's a dump truck or not. Let's let us hope that there is. Visually, I did not think this looked as polished as Need for Speed. Jake's rubbing his hands together. So, <laughs> the crew. Did you play the first crew? Ah, uh, yes, I did. I actually got it as one of the games for Gold, but Gold thing. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I it was. Somewhere. It was actually. Like it? I actually kind of liked it. I mean, it reminded me somewhat of a lot of uh, Split Second. Oh, Has ever, if anybody's ever played that, I have played that. And Mike, what did you think of Split Second? Split Second's a lot of fun. Because it's insane. Split Second is the Disney-produced one that's like a game show, right? Yes. It's the one where you're driving around, and as you're driving around, you build up a meter, and you can do things like blow up buildings and have them drop on the track and stuff like that. Oh, I remember. Because there was another game that came out at the same time that was basically Mario Kart with real cars. Blur. Blur, there you go. See, I get those two blurred in my mind. I played them both. They were both a lot of fun. Blur Studio went out of business, I think, didn't they? Yeah, the studio made it went out of those. Because they're the ones that made Geometry Wars and Project Gotham Races. Mm, Yeah, Project Gotham. Way back. Yeah. Okay, so some some interest is there. Uh, What about the new IP they showed? Skull and Bones, which is apparently Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, but just the ship part. 
So it's Assassin's Creed, just the part anybody wants to play. Right. Or so everyone's saying. I couldn't tell from the trailer. The trailer was entirely cinematic. So, but that's what all the... Well, then they played some. Yeah, they, right. yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch that, though, because I okay. didn't... I only went back and had to go through highlights on Ubisoft. I gotcha. didn't watch it all. So. Yeah, they, they did show some gameplay. So, I heard people saying that, no, this plays like the ship's on Black Flag. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy, but I wanted to play Black Flag Me too. just for those sections. Right. I, I was Because tempted, that was, I was literally tempted. the only part that interested me about that entire game. Yeah, so it looks like they're 5 on 5 PvP. Um, you get to pick different ship classes. So you can have like a frigate, and you can have. There are probably other ship types that I don't know. Like a pass, or a... I don't know. One of them had a ram on the front of it, which was kind of awesome looking. Yeah, there was one that was like a scout ship, and then you had your big warship that was just lined with cannons. Your first rates and your third rates, and yeah. And so there, there is boarding and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, it looked interesting. I don't know if it's the kind of game I would play or not. Yeah, I, but it, it 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 looked. It was more arcadey than sim. Mm. So that, like, you defeated that guy. Your ship's now repaired, even though that has <laughs> no relevance whatsoever. Yeah, it sadly doesn't seem to happen for our military. Far Cry 5. I want to talk about Far Cry 5. Uh, it's due out February 27th of 2018, so it is a ways off. There's been a lot of buzz about it. I've played every Far Cry except Far Cry 3. So I thought it looked really good. This one's taking place in Murica. It's going to go with that whole rural militia vibe thing. Uh, graphically, it looked great. They've, they've been looking great on the new console. I just finished Far Cry Primal a couple months ago and really had a lot of fun with that. Uh, so I'm assuming it's basically going to be more of the same. They showed some of the gameplay seemed to be more of the goofier variety of, you know, weird ways you can deal with stuff. And in this one, you have a dog and he'd be hungry. Well, you have a hired dog. <laughs> hired fangs, it said. Hired fangs. <laughs> bark, bark. Yeah. So. Is is the the mercenary aspect something that has been in previous games, or is that new for this one? Uh, you know, Far Cry Two, I believe you played as a mercenary. I don't remember if Far Cry One. I thought Far Cry One was mercenary styling, and then they went away from that. Right. I didn't mean that you were a mercenary. I oh. mean that you have a mercenary team with you. Oh, I see. Which, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, the uh, that's that's. The concept of mercenaries, yeah, that's different. Okay. But there have been some, but it's following some similar beats. Like Far Cry 4, for example, you would, as you rescued towns and stuff, you would gain the ability to call in loyal rebels who would come and help you in fights. You'd use a consumable and summon them, like a flare, and you'd summon them. So there have been mechanics for quite a while, I think since 3, but I haven't played 3, other than Blood Dragon, which is awesome, but not like a true Far Cry. <laughs> Uh, where you would rely on, like, in Primal it was Taming Beasts, and then you could send, you could ride the, ride the beasts if they were like a saber tooth, or you could, uh, send them like honey badgers in to fight for you, and things like that, so they're kind of your hired gun, and in Far Cry 4 there were the, the rebel villager people that were your hired guns, but you didn't pay them, you know, it was, but it took a consumable, so it's been a mechanic where they, they had the call for help, the squiggoo, when we go back to Assassin's Creed, they've got the squiggoo thing going on. Where you bring in your buddies. Uh, I saw a comic that was making fun of some of the uh, normal Far Cry type things that are in this, like climbing the tower. The guy climbs the tower and there's like a Verizon guy up there. <laughs> 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 and then, like, instead of crafting, he's just getting a, a delivery from Amazon via UPS or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. It's, 
the tower thing was has always been sort of they kind of got away from the towers with primal which was nice yet yeah it still had to take again they couldn't get away entirely they had substitutes where you would go in and instead you just get to the top of a plateau or whatever and you'd have to scale the thing you'd light it on fire and then it would be your but far cry primal i think used far cry 4's like map and assets into our basic layout and just change the characters to not having any clothes. <laughs> uh, that was a fun game. Did anyone else have anything on Ubi? Um, just Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's the only it's, other thing. It's I a thing that exists, probably, exactly. but only in a cinematic. Yeah. All a spiritual su- successor style, I guess. It's supposed to be a prequel. Yeah, it's a okay. prequel. Trailer cinematic. Uh, I've played the HD rendition of Beyond Good and Evil. Maybe it would have meant something to me if I had played it when it came out. I enjoyed the game. I don't understand why it's a cult classic, though. I don't. So I'm not excited about this. But I know a lot of people are. The listeners might be, so don't take my judgment too harshly, listeners. Right. Yeah, I I don't have any attachment to Beyond Beyond Good and Evil one way or another. I played maybe five minutes of the original one. Nothing against it. I just haven't sat down to to get through it. Okay. Well, that's it for Ubisoft, so I think that means we get to hop into another major segment. Yeah, I would, I would just a, one thing on the, the Ubisoft presentation as a whole. It's the one of the ones that I watched that felt the most earnest and possibly emotional. Mm. Not not because of anything that they necessarily announced, just the way that the presenters felt. Like especially that thing right at the end where like all the employees came on. Also, I was kind of realizing with as many cheers as random Ubisoft employees were getting, that most of the audience must be Ubisoft employees. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that Ubisoft? Misha Manso, I totally get. Or Shigeru Miyamoto, I totally get. But I didn't. I I don't know any of the other people. Ubisoft has always kind of felt that way with their conferences. They didn't have Alicia Tyler, Tyler this year. Yeah, I was I was going to say that's the other thing is I really liked Aisha Tyler as their presenter. Yeah, I felt that that was one of the most professional. Presentations as a result of her being the presenter. Apparently, there's a lot of people that don't like her, but you know, I different don't opinions that. on the internet are not really hard to come by. Yeah. So I mean, just well, they had her do it for years, so I would have assumed any negativity was already determined to be not as good as the positive. It, it, and they it, kept it, having her back. It could have just been as was down to the scheduling. Okay, I was, just, I was, I know, I know. Due to scheduling stuff, stuff, she like her podcast went from like three, four episodes a month to, like, one every three months. And she's done some other things. Right. So she might have been... I hope hope that's the case. Because I I thought she added a a real professional flair. All of the scripts that they have for those things are terrible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the thing is, is that what I like about her is that when she's on the stage and she's talking, you know, maybe she's acting, maybe she's not, but I feel like she's a real gamer. Like, she really cares. She really likes to play games. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that level of authenticity, I think, is good right. at a conference about gaming. So. Right. With, in contrast, in the EA presentation, uh, Janine, and I'm not going to say her last name because I'm sure it's, I'm going to get it wrong, she was clearly a professional. Um, she was also clearly saying lines to make her seem more gamer-friendly. Right. And she may or may not be a real gamer, or whatever a real gamer is, she may or may not be that thing. That doesn't matter. Her lines were stupid. It felt yeah. bad. <laughs> but as you've noted before, a lot of these lines are stupid. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of the people that have presenting here aren't like professional presenter, professional Right, but it was clear, actor, in contrast to the rest of the A conference, yeah. she had her act together, where 
like the 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 two soccer guys. I didn't care for that part at all. Oh man, oh, for me, EA sports part on EA. And yeah, I think that's when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> See, I sat through the whole thing and I tried to pay attention. I took notes, Might all that, yeah. but and it shows. We yeah. thank, we thank <laughs> you. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead now and transition to Sony, which decided to not have to rely on bad lines by just not having anyone present anything. Yeah, yeah they had one guy. There was no Kaz. Which I thought was interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they had him out last year or not. I don't remember. They did. They they did open it up with with, with the the hippie band. The a satire. I call them a hippie band. I, no, it's I, just I the one to them guy. As a sitar band. Yeah. They always have to do something a little weird. They do. Now the waterfall thing was cool. Yeah, it looked cool. But I bet mm-hmm. it meant more for the people in the audience than the people watching yeah. the stream. Well, in general, the atmosphere that they had for that. That overall presentation, that was kind of their thing. Um, yeah. In, in terms of all the presentations I saw, Sony was the highest production value. They had the best spectacle. Because mm-hmm. they, and they have, Sony normally has the best. Yeah, spectacle. they get that yeah. theater. It looks, it looks great. It all, it looks so great. Is that, is that the Orpheum or something? I don't know. Um, I don't care enough about the, the They had the sitar <laughs> band. It started snowing at one point. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed when it didn't also start raining because they used <laughs> rain a lot. Um, they had, they had live fire on the stage. They had corpses hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> they had points where they had the multiple screens moving in the background, right. showing showing the cool. same scene but from different angles of stuff. Right. Yeah. No, their spectacle is amazing. Yeah. Xbox just uses the same stage every year. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, Sony. Well, right, let's go in. Let's dive into the games because yeah, it was one one presenter guy, very brief. He came out twice. And that and that was it. That was, it, it, was, was trailers. it was basically here's a couple trailers. Hey, yeah, we're gonna show you some trailers. We hope you like us. And hey, this is our big finale. Bye. It was even more extreme than last year. Now I'll I'll just go ahead and say that well I didn't like it. I didn't like that for I don't like that approach. I don't think E three should just be sitting there watching a freaking trailer reel. I want people to talk to me. I want the developers to yeah. talk to me about their games and Sony doesn't like to do that. I guess I don't need to. Yeah, I now I will I like agree. the games I saw. I just right. Mean, where's the I would have liked to have seen more people out there, more developers out there talking. Yeah, I just, and it seems like Ubisoft was the only one who was really leaning yeah. in. Yeah, that of we're going to show you a trailer, and then we're going to bring somebody out who belongs with this game, who's going to give yeah, you an, I a just, further explanation. I mean, it's E three. It's just, it's what mm-hmm. I expect. This isn't this isn't PAX. I don't need <laughs> you know, but. But it's, it's it's a small point. It's, but Sony's also had problems in the past with their uh, whenever they demo something and not working right. Well, and, yeah. I, and I can understand for going live demos, but they could have shown the trailer for Uncharted: Lost Legacy and then bring out the lead writer to tell us why it's going to be different, other than that there's no Drake and instead it's a chick. I mean, so um, let's start with that. Uncharted: Lost Legacy. It's Uncharted without Drake. Gee, yeah. I was just watching that. Yeah, I was just watching the trailer um, again. You know what? I mean, it's due out in August, August 22nd, so very soon. I think the game's going to get compared to Tomb Raider because the protagonists are female, and Tomb Raider is, a, I think, a great game. It's not as though Uncharted wasn't already yeah. compared to Tomb Raider. Well, well, it was it's more Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider was compared to Uncharted. Right, but I mean, obviously, the first Uncharted had to be compared to Tomb Raider because it's well, a very yes. similar kind but, of But uh, then whether they rebooted 
Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. They, they played like they Uncharted. Being informed by the, the changes in Uncharted. Is it. anyone excited for Uncharted Lost Legacy? I've never played an Uncharted game. I haven't I either. PS4. It looks I, really interesting. Ever since, like, if I do get PS4, I will get Uncharted because it looks actually really good. I just watched the trailer again for this. For it, mm-hmm. it looks really. I get it. No Drake, but still, it still looks really good. Have and you played the Tomb Raider games? Um, I have played a little bit of it. I've played. I've played the. The Tomb Raider reboots—they're fun. They're yeah. good. They're they're real good. They are good. I should probably play the Uncharted games because I got the collection with my PS4. I just haven't played them yet because <laughs> I've been playing so much other stuff. But okay, uh, Jake, you have a game from the Sony presentation you want us to talk about? Um, I actually want to talk to, about the expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Yes. And I know Michael. Will talk about that. <laughs> it looks like so. I have the trailer up here. Going back through it again. Um, I want to start explaining it. Well, just yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. It's it's one of the best games that's come out so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching you play it in the hotel in Dallas when we went to Texas Pebble Festival, I was like, you know what? I I can swing a PS4. <laughs> I mean that it just looked so good that that game alone mm-hmm. makes me want to have a PS4. It, it's it, probably the most visually impressive game I've played on the PS4 so far. Um, I mean, the combat mechanics are very well done, and I mean, it's, you, when you go into a fight, you have to plan out how you're going to do this, because some of these big robot dinosaur things take a lot to take down. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, you have different ways of going about it. You can ride other things. There's, like, robots that kind of look like horses or steeds or something like that that you can actually hack into and ride them. Um... And just all your different weapon types, you can try and take it out bow and arrow. You have, like, a slingshot that you can launch bombs with. Or you can use, like, the slingshot can also fire, like, ice bombs to help freeze it. Um, you can lay down trip wires, which ended up being my favorite tactic. <laughs> which I would just line the whole air with trip wires, so they would just keep running over them, and they would explode, or I had ones that would stun them, and then I could go up and crit hit them. It's such an amazing game. The story is really well done. Lots of side quests, big open world, a whole lot to do in it. So I'm really excited to go back to that world. And then the expansion looks amazing. Frozen Wilds? Yes. Mm. Hopefully, we, hopefully we get some new robot dinosaurs to mess with. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be more. The, the towers in this game were giant robot dinosaurs you had to climb and then <laughs> hack into their head. And that would give you the map of the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be... I won't be surprised if it gets some Game of the Year awards. I mean, I'm it's looking, oh, really yeah. good. Just walk, looking at it and everything else, seeing it... The, the snow actually looks. And snow, the mountains. Yes, and, and I mean, just, this is a game when you're walking through snow, you leave tracks, tracks in the snow. Yes. It's very well it's done. It's really, it's something fantastic. All right. Well, they're excited. And I know Tony likes it. Yeah, I see. do. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, Eric, do you have a game that you want to hit on? Um, oh, we should probably talk about Days Gone. Yeah. Uh, they featured it pretty heavily at the end of E3 last year. Yes, they okay. Where they I had, had not whole... seen it previously. Okay. Yeah, last year that was the one. The one where they showed it, where they where they were showing it was more they, swarm. Yeah, they were concentrating on the swarm and the particle physics of the zombie hordes or the whatever they are. The, yeah, freakers. I think maybe. Yeah, is what they call. let's call them zombies. It's all zombies. It's all zombies. But because they were using because <laughs> they're fast zombies as opposed to slow zombies, and they were talking about using how they use like the particle. Uh, Physics stuff for how they interact so they can do huge swarms. And it looked really good last year. The art definitely went up a notch this year. Right. When this didn't seem to really focus that much on the zombies. No. Uh, in, in fact, 
you really didn't see the the character they were playing as fight them at all. It seemed more that zomb and what I think is interesting about it is it looks like this game is exploring the idea of using zombies as more of a puzzle mechanic. Right, or an environmental hazard. Yeah. And, you know, the genre's somewhat tired, so doing something like that, I think, right. is... If I had a PS4, I would probably put this on my wish list. I wouldn't prioritize it, but I, I think it looks interesting enough, though it is... In my mind, it's very much falling, and I'm not going to trash Event, Her, Dawn, Event Horizon or what was this? Horizon Zero Dawn. Event Horizon is a movie. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, but this has what I'm now deeming the PlayStation look. Yeah, we hide in tall grass. There's a bunch of games with that. And it's just like how Xbox might be the home of the bro shooter, but holy cow, you want games to hide in tall grass and sneak around in? Sony is your platform because they just love that look. It's just, and this is more of it. Um, it looks good. It looks, I, I think it looks mm. really polished and fun. Uh, I'm not sure it's a game changer, but. Right. It looks very quick time event heavy. Yeah. And also, it looks a little like Hitman the Walking Dead. <laughs> and I like Hitman, so that could right. be the attraction. But I mean, there was the whole thing where he took the bear trap and set it down and then hit over in the thing and then threw, was it a coconut? I thought it was wrong, but it, the way that it sounded when it hit, it sounded like he threw a coconut. Maybe the sound guy was. Be better. Maybe the sound guy. Sony has some sound issues at the beginning of their conference, or the all the video I found of it because I couldn't watch it live because I was asleep. Had sound issues. Yeah, it was like we were watching the IGN feed and we could like not hear it at all. We switched over to a different feed and it was fine. I don't know if it just happened to get fixed at the same time or what, but. Tony, you got another Sony game. Yeah, um, I've actually got a couple, but I'm just going to start with one. We can come back to it. They're remaking Shadow of the Colossus. I can't decide if this is worthwhile or not. I know it's one of those kind of touchstone games for a lot of people, and I can see the reasoning to bring it out, but I, I just... From the sounds of it, it's an actual remake. Yes. Right. Yeah. They've already done a remaster. They did a remaster of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus right. on the PS3. So now they're remaking Shadow of the Colossus again. It right. just seems like... You're... I'm, having not played Shadow of the Colossus originally, I fall back to my standard default position, which I, in this case, unfortunately, is I disagree with remakes. Yeah. If you want to remaster so that your game is available on a more recent generation of console, I I get it, and I'm okay with it, assuming you don't have backwards compatibility no. and such. But I'm not... It's the same reason why I'm not excited about them remaking Final Fantasy VII. It had its time. Yeah. Re-release it if you want. Do some minimal work if you need to to maybe polish up the textures a bit, but I'm not going to... I mean, it, to me, it's the same with movies like, hey, let's remake Psychos. No. No, it's not your unless place. You're gonna make, it's not your place. Unless you're doing something totally, not even totally different, but unless you're making substantial changes, like from the original XCOM to the new... Sure, but then the it's not a XCOMs. real remake. It's a I'm, new game. Right. But for just a remake, I don't know. I'm yeah. not... I, I can't get excited about it, but I know a lot of Shadow fans are. Yeah. I'm really excited, but I I can't wet the bed over this. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's in sort of a weird place, because on one hand, there already is the the... Remaster, though that's not technically playable on a PS4. So, you know, part of it is trying to get something available for PS4 players. Um, but at the same time, I've heard some complaints about the the early footage of it makes it seem like the atmosphere of the game has changed in a way that isn't necessarily positive. Like, it looks too clean when the original is very much a, 
a misty, foggy kind of feel, which helps with the atmosphere, literally and figuratively, that they were going for. So in, in terms of like artistic direction, it feels, to some people, like it's going in a different direction. It's been over a decade since I played Shadow of the Colossus, so I can't. I, I don't have anything to really compare it to. Um, it's a really amazing game. Um, so if it means that they have to do a remake in order for modern players to play it, that makes sense. But I don't think it really exists as a thing for people who played it before. Mike, pick the game for us. Um, round I was probably talking about God of War. Hmm. Yeah, that did have some uh, prominent time to dedicated to it. I thought it looked great graphically. Oh, yeah, so it looks very good. Escort mission of the game. Yeah, pretty much. Do you think he's more <laughs> like a, a little helper, like what's-her-name in Resident Evil 4? But, you had to escort her. Yeah, but I would say but, <laughs> but useful. Like, this is like a little kid, and you're like throwing like a little face hugger. There, there did seem to be a few instances where you saw him like shoot an arrow with right. someone to stun them or something like that. he stabbed somebody at one point. Yeah, he's got a knife, too. And, and they, they hit a the aesthetic they hit on that game was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that shield, when he whips the shield out, it does the big expansion spin around thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the axe and the, all the various just creatures and the whole Norse setting, I just, it resonated with me. I liked it. I, I don't know if it's a game that would be... It, to me, it, in, until I see more, I don't know if it's a game that's going to make me go, you know what, I need to get a PS4 so I can play that. Have any of you played any God of War? Yes. No. I have not, although I, I got the collection. I have not either. Tony, you're the only one. I played the original a long time ago, and it was fun. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't sit down and tell you anything specific about it. I remembered enjoying it, but I never played any of the other ones. So I, I thought this looked nice, but it didn't make me want to play it. Yeah. Having not played it before, it didn't. It's not. To me, it's like, it's... This is not the hack and slash you are looking for. Sort of. <laughs> not. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one to make the observation, but old man Kratos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that might excite some people, but I think mostly fans. I, I guess people are saying it looks like it plays differently than past God of Wars. I don't know if that's in a good way or bad. And the they probably uh, don't know producer why. on it has said there will be no quick time events in the game, hmm. which uh, the original God of War was very heavy in. Yeah. Or the original series. We've seen a lot of there were a lot of yeah. games that do that. There, there used to be a there was a time in there where every game there's had time a it lot of quick to the time chagrin events. of gamers everywhere. Yeah, yeah. thank Our, you Shinmu. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Shinmu. Bunch of losers. Jake, do you have another game? Oh yes, and you're all are probably going to harm me for this, but freaking Call of Duty World, World War Two. Actually, it was on my list it's to discuss list. as well. Yep. It's it's or right, um, tell us about it, Jake. So. I, my thought on it, I like the historical background of it, but honestly, I think what they're trying to do here is copies directly from Battlefield 1. That's basically what they're doing with the World War II kind of thing, kind of old history, blah, 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 so and so and so. Well, I that's think because you're too young to remember yeah. the original Call of Duty. You, you're too young to remember when Call of Duty was a good game. No, no, you're too young to remember when Call of Duty was a good game. I mean, I played Modern Warfare 3. Modern Warfare 3 was like a good said, game. Like you said, you're too young to remember when Call of okay. Duty was a Gentlemen, good game. Gentlemen, please, allow me to bring some kindness in, as I off must do. I agree with Jake, and I disagree. I agree that the, it makes a lot of sense to push World War II now, especially in light of what we've seen with Battlefield 1, 
However, there was no way this wasn't in development before they even knew about Battlefield yeah. 1 because of the three-year cycles that they're going off of. But it's a good idea to do the throwback thing. It is. It's very mm-hmm. in right now. Especially after, uh, w- with, I think this is something they kind of felt coming because they didn't really, I mean, this is just me brainstorming out there, but I'm thinking that they're like, okay, we've done this like far space thing. Back to, we'll, we'll, the next one's gonna go back to the roots. And it's not like people have been calling for Call of Duty to return to its roots right, for right. a decade. I think they've now. been reading the tea leaves for a while and they are like, okay, we need to, you see, there was a time when the criticism was, why is every single shooter World War II? Why are we always in World War II? We're in World War II constantly. And it was a fatigue with dealing with World War II. But now no one wants to do it because there was this, that fatigue in it. The they don't worn off. Right. They don't pivot on a dime on this. Now, in the case of, of Dice, they went and said, well, let's just, just do an old war, but not World War II. We'll do World War One." In this case, which like, is about as far as you can go back, sure. unless you want to start doing but, quick time events to reload your right. musket. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now, long term, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Activision has three studios working on Call of Duty games now. So they have three-year development three? cycles. They have mm-hmm. three. They have this is Iron Tusk or whatever. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Thank you. Right. Treyarch. Treyarch. Yeah. Oh, so. So, Infinity Ward, who's not the real Infinity And Sledgehammer's yeah. the newest. They're the newest to be incorporated into the Call of Duty family. So that you get, they're able to put out a game a year, but the development teams aren't fatigued. They get three years to work. I could see it with Activision maybe going, Sledgehammer, you are going to do the old setting. Be it World War II, maybe they do World War One in three years, which I would say is definitely a response to Battlefield One if they do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe you have Treyarch doing your... Modern warfare, ghosts, modern, ghosts. well, not bad, as bad as ghosts, but, <laughs> but, but, but you do your, let's do our present day thing, and then you have your Infinity War doing your near future or far future style shooter. Yeah. And you do it as three different flavors that way. I don't know. But that, I think it was a smart move. I thought this looked super polished. It looked uh, real polished. And, um, I think it's nice to see Call of Duty getting back to World War II. I think it needs it. And, uh, the game itself's not a priority for me. But uh, the multiplayer looks like what I expect of Call of Duty, and I imagine will be a, a, a competent experience. This will make this will probably make me buy a Call of Duty game again. I haven't bought a Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's because World at War, I think, is the one you were trying to get me to bring up. Well, World at War is the last yeah. World War Two Call of Duty. Yeah. Prior to that, there was Call of Duty, Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Three. Oh, those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bad, 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 bad. The Big Red one was a different one, wasn't it? Maybe. That was like yep. a side Call of Duty 3. Yeah. That was like an expansion. Yeah, side of Duty. I think that might have been like a PS2 exclusive yeah, or something. Like because by that time, everybody yeah. had gone to the next generation and whatever. Um, but Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2 were amazing games for their times with wonderful single player and incredible multiplayer that I felt that they managed to recapture the same kind of fun with the multiplayer I felt in Modern Warfare 2. And the single player in Modern Warfare 2 was okay, but that's as far as I would go was okay. I didn't think I didn't think they ever recaptured what they had. Okay. My 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 general impression, the note I've got here is there's lots of stuff going on while you run in a straight line. Which, Which is a kind of, of call of duty single player, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So most most of the shooter single players are that way. Right? 
Eric, do you have another game? Uh, do we want to talk about Monster Hunter World? It we probably should. List. Yeah, I don't. I I don't truck with Monster Hunter, so I don't really. I didn't even know it was a Monster Hunter game. I I knew it. The sword was like I couldn't figure it out. The sword gave it away to me. But well, because Monster Hunter is just about hey, let's make weird weapons and do this and that. I played uh, Monster Hunter on one of the. Uh, one of the portable systems. Probably 3DS. It wasn't mine. It was one of the guys I worked with. And all I remember is you had to hold the control, you had to hold the system in a weird way to hit all the buttons in the right order, or to hit, be able to hit every button when you needed to hit them, so it was kind of uncomfortable to play. But it's a fun game, provided you like the whole, hey, I got to kill stuff to gather stuff to make stuff, so I can kill bigger stuff, so I can gather stuff to make stuff. So, I mean, I can see where this game could have popularity. I mean, the Monster Hunters are hugely popular. Right. Um, so, I thought, I did wonder if it's going to, what its online presence is going to be, especially since you're calling it Monster Hunter World. Uh, what kind of online presence is it going to have? And will it have auction houses? And will it have the horror of real money stuff? But that's yeah, have they ever done a Monster Hunter that was online? Not that I can think of. Well, but again, they've I've only... had multiplayer components. Still. Yeah, they've had multiplayer components, but it's always been like DS to DS or stuff like that. Yeah, I think maybe on the PS2 they had a Monster Hunter game that you could play multiplayer, but it was like four people. Yeah, and it was just you know, it basically somebody's running a server kind of thing, not a not not any sort of a persistent world. Or right. That's why I'm wondering if it's not going to have like a persistent or a large group thing that you know right. modern systems let you do. I, uh, I've never played a Monster Hunter. I thought this looked okay, but that it didn't look like Monster Hunter. Like, what I think of Monster Hunter, like, the art style was different and okay. not nearly as polished as a lot of the other Sony stuff that was being shown. Graphically, it looked subpar. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Capcom, and that's Capcom. Well, okay, well, <laughs> separate, separate from this, from any of that, this might have been the worst trailer of E3. Oh, maybe. With all the cuts and jumps. Yeah. I couldn't follow what was going on. I couldn't believe, with a franchise as popular as Monster Hunter, that the reveal was this poor. But it just looked like... A, the game may be good, but the reveal, I thought, was really clunky. I couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, okay. That didn't leave a great impression for me. Which is unfortunate, because it's a fairly popular franchise. Um, I see I skipped me, but I did that on purpose because I wanted to bring up a game. I wanted to bring up VR in general. They covered several VR games, but there's only one worth talking about. <laughs> so we will talk about it. And that is Monster of the Deep. It's a fishing game. I know. It's, it's a, a Final Fantasy game. 15 fishing game, people. Yeah. Let, let me it's read, a fishing game. Let me read you my notes. Really? Does this need to exist? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> that was my notes, and that's all we well, need to know. You know, about no, I'm going to read you my notes. <laughs> I've got four points. Point one: It's a Final Fantasy 15 fishing game! Exclamation. Point two: It wants to display Sega's bass fishing game as the ultimate in fishing. <laughs> Point three: The trailer was so ridiculously over the top that nothing had ma- has made me laugh more all E3. This trailer may have won E3. <laughs> with its epicness. 
And point four, fishing! Exclamation point. Those are my notes, which are far better than your notes. In all seriousness, this game looks completely terrible. I can't believe that they're doing it. However, the audacity behind it with its ripping bass, like, I'm amazed, like, I was amazed they didn't dubstep this thing and then drop the bass the moment they land the freaking fish. There's like, got killer fish, they got teeth on them. I've played Final Fantasy XV. I've won it. I did the fishing mini game a little bit. I didn't like it. Final Fantasy XI's uh, fishing was more fun than that. Uh, it's just... Okay. I just remember last year the VR thing was Prompto, the annoying, obnoxious teenage guy who was going to get a, a game where he got to shoot behemoths with his pistol. And I don't know what's happened with that. It sounds right. like that's not out. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. Is this going to include the other PSVR elements like that? And like the Sydney Gawking simulator. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that now that they've done number, it, are they going to do the other mini game style things? Which, I mean, they didn't with Prompto. His would have been photography, but instead of shooting a camera, they were going to have him shoot a gun. But this means we're going to get Cookie Mama, the Final Fantasy 15 experience, because <laughs> that's, that's what one of them is, is he cooks. And then, then your favorite, Eric, camping. Because one guy's mini level up thing that he does is every time you camp. Because he wants to rough it and not stay in hotels. I don't know how you minigame that. Sim camp. <laughs> Sim tent. But anyway, it needed to be set. Monsters of the <laughs> Monster of the Deep! Exclamation point. It is specifically Monster of the Deep colon Final Fantasy XV. I don't include that part. Yeah, no, that's what I've got on my notes. And your notes. My, are right. my other note is just fishing in September 2017. That's right. It'll be out soon. Get your poll ready. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, along with the other the VR stuff, uh, the, there were two kind of platformers in there. One was called Star Child, which looked interesting, but I don't understand how the mechanics would work on that. Because if it's just a straight-up platformer, I don't really get the point of the VR aspect. Yeah, that one I couldn't that, figure. That's the one the, where I couldn't she, like, figure lands. It, really cool spaceship. It was really cool. cool landing scene, all of that stuff. And then she gets out, and it's like a 2D platformer. Yep. And then she walks up to this giant robot, and this big alien comes out. And that looks tense, and then the robot, like, says no. And then the alien runs off. I couldn't figure the mechanic out on that. I'm, I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I, I, I don't understand that one, but that's... It, 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 it at least looked visually very interesting. Um, it would probably be plenty interesting, not in VR. Uh, then the other one was Moss, which is the, the platformer with the mouse. Stuart Little 3. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, it's probably more like... Um, <laughs> What was that other mouse-based kids movie franchise that had literally three of them? It wasn't The Tale of Despero, which is a different mouse movie. I don't know. Um, but that, I at least got an understanding of how the, the mechanics work, because it looks like you aren't controlling the mouse. Unless maybe you are, and also you get to move the environment. But it looked like there was something, you know, sort of uh, Super Mario Galaxy style, where you could influence things in the environment to therefore... How about Jeremite? That's that. That would be a good touchstone. Where <laughs> they're they're moving forward on their own, and you were just moving things up and down yeah. the other way. Um, so that one looked interesting, but again, I don't have a PS4. I don't have PSVR. I do actually have some move controllers lying around, but I'm sure I'd have to replace the batteries on those, which doesn't <laughs> which sound would like just fun. be too difficult. Wouldn't they're they're hardwired batteries, so oh, I, it gosh. would actually be. Oh, you have to solder. Because they, like all the PlayStation controllers, you just plug in a mini USB. I'll end my soldering iron. So, <laughs> but I'd be looking at like six to $800 just to play this game. So About a cute More than that. Have you seen the price of a PlayStation VR? Isn't it like 400 Four or five. Right. So then another 400 for the, the system, and that's around 800 bucks. 
which is still the same price as just buying the headset for a Vive or a uh, Oculus. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't take any notes on those. Tony, did you have another Sony game? Yeah. Uh, terrible art versus really bad voice acting infinite. Otherwise known as Marvel versus Capcom uh, infinite. For those uh, yeah. Uh, what did they do to Chummy's face? I think she got hit with a frying pan. <laughs> that, or she was climbing the ugly tree and she fell down and hit every branch on the way to the ground. Well, it's like she's also missing like most of her eyebrows. I assume there'll be DLC or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, but they, they made sure to hit that it was going to have a story mode. Yes. It's, uh, there's it's actually a demo app. For the story. I, I, I demo demo for the story, story mode. It's like 20 minutes long. It's fanfic level writing. Wow, it's that high? Because honestly, I didn't think it was that good from the trailer. Because I bought some fanfics that were really good. It lets you play, you get a chance to play a decent amount of characters, but all you're really ever fighting is like Ultron robots and some like Asgard soldiers that have been like taken over by Ultron in some way. The gameplay mechanics itself, I feel, are fine. It plays... It plays really well. Well, It's Capcom. They do. Yeah. It seems like they're they're trying to simplify it somewhat to try and get in a bigger crowd. So it's not the 3v3 like the past games. It's back down to two on two like the original Marvel vs. Capcom was. Um, They're doing the like one button combos that a lot of fighting games are doing now to try and help with people just getting into the game where you can just mash the one button and you'll do a full combo and stuff like that. Some of the moves seem to be simplified. I didn't look at everybody's moves list, but I noticed, like, I pulled up Captain America's, and he had one move in past games was like a uh, a Shuriken-type moveset, so four down diagonal. In this game, it's just, like, down, down in the button. But mechanic-wise, it's fine. I've seen some of the, some comments from some of the, like, pros, like Justin Wong and uh, Filipino Champ that got a chance to play at a D3. They like the mechanics of the game. Okay. So, mechanically, it plays fine, but as far as the graphics, everyone thinks it looks like crap. And there seems to be <laughs> far more hype around the Dragon Ball game. And that's the thing. I, I my, my takeaway was, I was really excited when I heard this announced, because I feel Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is so long in the tooth. Yeah. But it's got a lot going for it to make it a good competitive game to watch, at the very least. And I'm wanting this mm-hmm. to have replaced it, but I'm now thinking that Dragon Ball Fighter might be the replacement I'm looking for. Not just for me to play, but also in terms of the, the three character combo stuff and I'm not going to fully yet. And, right, but I mean, I mean we we won't know until the actually sure, comes out sure. and then plays. It's just I, I was like you, I mean Marvel I was like Marvel versus Capcom. This is gonna be awesome. And I saw that trailer and I was just like this looks horrid. Um, I mean I'll I'll prioritize the gameplay but but it's moved it's not it's like a maybe, maybe I'd ever buy it at this point. Which so many fighting games languish in that list for me. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it looks okay. But not, do I think I'll play it a lot? I don't know. So I have a few questions on it. Um, is it a PS4 exclusive? No. Okay. PS4. That's the only place we saw it, right? Yeah, it was that place. It was on Sony's stage, but, but. The demo, I downloaded it on Xbox One. Okay. I, it's I, on, I it will know. also be on Steam, but the demo mm-hmm. is not available on Steam because they don't want people data mining it. Which makes sense. Or correct. Great. The, the, Entire roster is pretty much known already. Most of the leaks, and it's not so much Marvel versus Capcom. It's it's Marvel MCU versus yeah. Capcom. The only non MCU character that I know of is Nova. They brought him back from Marvel vs. Capcom three. 
Well, Nova should be an MCU. I mean, he's somebody from the who's not in the MCU who I want to be in. Yeah, but there, are, there's no X Men characters at all. No Fantastic Four characters. That's the loss. Is this the same engine as Street Fighter Five or something else? I think they're using Unreal Four. Okay, is Street Fighter Five also using Unreal Four? I don't. It I, I, might I, be. I don't remember. A lot of Japanese companies are moving to Unreal Four. A lot of companies in general. Are moving yes, to but I mean, it's 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 amazing how many Japanese companies are like, okay, our engines are all crap. We're gonna take what the Americans are doing. Well, it seems like it seems like anymore. I don't know that Unreal Four counts as an American company anymore. Unreal Four and Unity, and what is the one that Amazon's creating? Seem to be the engines you hear about all the time. Anyway. Unless they've got a big in-house one, so like all the right, stuff unless, is on Frostbite. Right, they're unless, putting everything on Frostbite, and it's yeah. causing problems in some well, senses, and, and like drama. Mass Effect and drama. Yeah. Then I I, I saw the article after that because of course I don't have a I don't have any experience with Street Fighter Five, so I didn't notice Chun Li, I didn't notice Dante looking awful. Nothing looked great to me. Uh, but I saw the article after the fact, and yes, there, there, it's, I, yeah. Um, Gamora looks horrible. Yeah, Gamora, by far. Well, she looks worst. like her comic book. Which is horrible. Yeah. That's not how I remember Gamora looking in the comic That's how she looks now. Okay, because that, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to the artist. If, if you're going to go with all the MCU characters, then go with somewhat MCU likenesses. Yeah. Because that's what people are going to recognize. Yeah, no, that was definitely... I was not. That, that was the first. So a low light, a low light for you. Oh yeah, like like it's off my list completely at this point. Unless the game, I'm not a big fighting game. Per- well, I mean, I play fighting games, but I'm not like I don't own all the fighting games. I can guarantee you, with Dragon Ball coming out, this game will never even see my shelf. Mike, got another Sony game we can move to. Um, the only thing I have still on my list is Spider Man. Okay. You are a mind reader over here. Come on. Well, it was the last thing they showed. It was also one of the yeah. best looking it was, Yeah, it was very, very, very popular. I thought it was their best presentation. It was. I'm not a Spider-Man fanboy. I'm not a Spider-Man fan at all. I don't really like <laughs> Spider-Man. And I've always thought the concept of Spider-Man games were like, meh, whatever. You swing around and quip. The way they did the web slinging in this game and the way they played out, Made me want to play this game. I was really impressed by it. Yeah, so it was entirely context driven. Yeah, and that's that's kind of cool. I've read a lot of that was just for certain sequences like that, and the game itself isn't going to be quick time heavy. Oh, so like when you're in a mission, well, not, I'm not yeah. saying quick time. It, it felt less quick time, though there was some of that. Yeah, and more like more like using stuff in the environment. Right, right. You're, you're in this position. Here are all the things you can do from here. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like when the aim was moving around, right, and you saw things highlighting with buttons. Yeah, so like when he was fighting those thugs, there was a barrel in the background, and he never used it, but it was clear that it was highlighted, so he probably could have webbed that and thrown it at him, or something along those lines. Or when he was fighting the big guy, and he grabbed the sack of concrete and spun it around. And yeah. Him with a, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff, the use of the environment for the combat and everything else It felt was, more fluid than it It did. I also read that they have it programmed so that you cannot actually kill anyone. Yeah, if you no. do something like try to throw someone off a building, the game will automatically do something to where you web them and pull them back or something. Yeah, I've, I've been watching some of the gameplay over here. Yeah, no, it's been doing that where it's been, like I saw somebody got, try to get tossed off the edge. No, it pulled them back in. Yeah. Spider-Man, don't kill. Exactly. I thought it looked like uh, it had the fluidity of the Arkham games. I yeah. thought it took Arkham City, but made it Spider-Man. And it reminds me so much of Friend or Foe. 
I haven't played Friend or Foe. You haven't played Friend or Foe? No. Anybody played Friend or Foe? Which match? one's the Friend or Foe one? Um, Riz Venom. It's, it's old. It's older. It's about 06, 07, something like that. Do you, like, split your time between Black Suit and Red yes. Suit? Okay, I think I've played that one. I've played a, I've played a number of Spider-Man games, so it's, it's hard for me to sometimes remember. Yeah, my take is the QTE moments, the quick time moments, were probably yeah, those scripted major mission mm-hmm. yeah. things for yeah. the epic set pieces they wanted to go with. And, and Arkham did that, had that stuff. Yeah, but well. still, even when it what didn't have the quick time modes, like when he was fighting, when he'd fight the guy and he'd grab the guy with the webbing and he'd throw him up against the wall and then throw webbing up to lock the guy against the wall and walk away. Just that, those little bits of things. It, it looked, felt was, like what you would imagine Spider-Man to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was yeah. really it impressed looked, It looked really good. I, went, I, section of I wish it wasn't console exclusive. It looked really good. Yeah. Right, it, uh, did something happen at some point that the Spider-Man games got locked down by Sony? Or is it just is Sony yeah. producing Sony? It's because it's being made by Insomniac. Yeah. Okay, and they're they're wholly owned by Sony at this point. They make the infamous games, I think. Yes, they do. Anyway, it looks. I don't know somehow they got the license to do it. Yeah. Right. Well, it seems odd because of course they were making multi-platform Spider-Man games, and then suddenly Sony seemed to have it locked down. And I wasn't sure if that was just for this game or if it's an overall. Oh yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if Spider-Man would sign away those rights. Yeah, I don't. I don't because like the Marvel license is somewhat spread out around. Right now, because like you know, Capcom's doing their Marvel versus Capcom. I'm trying to remember who has the main life. I thought EA. I maybe just it was active. I just Capcom. assumed maybe it's because Sony gets to do the Spider-Man movies and they've got a deal. Right. I, I wouldn't expect that it would be related to that unless they were doing an adaptation of a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe it just made it easier. For and to work out. Miles Morales was in the trailer. Yeah, right some people end. seem to get excited about that. I didn't care. Miles Morales is a. Spider-Man. I know who he is. Okay. I just I don't understand why it's a big Easter egg deal. They haven't made a Miles Morales game yet. As far as I, I'm not a big Spider-Man person. I've read several issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. I like him more than Peter Parker, but I don't like Peter Parker. I think it's part of the reason I don't like Pete, I don't like Spider-Man. It's just I don't really like Peter Parker. I know that he's supposed to be their everyman comic guy. Okay. Did anyone have anything else in summer? Yes. Detroit Become Human. That's my last thing I have. That was probably the most interesting Sony trailer to me. Mm-hmm. But have you played Beyond Two Souls or Heavy Rain or uh, Indigo Prophecy? No. Okay. Those aren't really games, though. Aren't they more like basically visual novels? Detroit Become Human is a David Cage game. Yes. So It is drawing comparisons because of that. But, yeah. But like Tony, I haven't played any David Cage games to my knowledge. Not his re- more recent, more famous ones. Last E3... They showed a trailer for this, which made it look like you played an android negotiator right. for the police. Now it apparently is much broader than this, and you must be playing as different people as you play the game. I think, or it could be taken from different. I think it looks really interesting because it looks very, very different. Yeah, they're clearly the angle they're going for from both last year and this year is that. This will have a lot of choose-your-own-adventure choice. They apparently want you to feel like you have real choice, not the false choices of the Mass Effect or the right. or the and Dragon I- Age or whatever else, or the Fallouts, where it's you know it's just not deep enough and people feel like, I can see through the transparency of these choices, telltale sort of thing. And that, yeah. this is trying to get past that. It just looks interesting. So right. I, I, I'm interested. It brought a lot of interest to me. I'm because, and it's because of that. It's because of the ability to choose. It's something to, okay, we're going to do a pacifist run, or we're going to do a 
a pure war run, or we're going to do, I mean, the ability to choose like that uh, creates a lot of the interest. Yeah. Now, whether it's too gimmicky to actually have long-term legs, like, will you want to go back and play it, or will you be like, I want it, and I'm done with it. I don't know that yet, but, right. but it, yeah, it's, I think it looks different, at the yeah. very least. Yeah. To, to me, it, it feels very much like an iteration of what David Cage has been doing his whole career, where he is trying to make that, that cinematic experience where choice matters, um, my understanding, and I've played some of them, is that it tends to fall short, and that in particular the, uh, like, last third to half of the, the, the script really falls apart. I heard that, that about the Heavy Rain in particular. Yeah. But. Uh, but Heavy Rain absolutely has that, you are playing multiple characters from multiple perspectives at different points in the timeline, and it all is supposed to come together in the end. So I don't I don't know I'm, I'm I I I would be cautious of this one because they tend to make good presentations they don't necessarily make good games. Well said. Well, we're ready to go into our final major segment, and that will be the Nintendo presentation. Uh, as we have already seen, everyone I think's got some thoughts on the Nintendo presentation, even though Switch ownership is only limited to Eric and Mike. But I know they also talk 3DS stuff overall as well. So who wants to who wants to lead off with something? I'll start. Okay. Well, I mean, first off, they they kind of showed just a little bit of some of the stuff that's coming out soon that they really touched on a lot last year. So they like showed a little bit with arms, which I have sitting on the table now because it just came. It did. We paused just <laughs> just for it. Uh, they showed some Splatoon two during their presentation and a little bit of the Pokemon tournament because they're releasing a deluxe version of it now with all the new characters that have come to the arcade. Um, they did a lot more with that. They do their you know like, 25-minute direct or whatever it was. Right. But then they also did, like, three days worth of streaming in the afternoon where they really touched on a lot of these games even more. And I'll be more ignorant there, because I, while I watched the direct live, I did not watch all the streaming. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to get the thing that had me jumping in my chair out of the way right away, and that is Metroid Prime 4. Or more specifically, a Metroid Prime 4 logo. Yeah, yes. thank you. <laughs> and thank and you. does it matter? It's I a was cooking simulator. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a first-person cooking simulator. <laughs> I want it to be a shrink simulator where she's all broken about Ripley or whatever. Ridley. Ridley. No, that, that trailer started up. They showed the, the, the you know, space. They're like, ooh, maybe it's Metroid. Nah, it's not Metroid. And then it kept going, and the stars kind of started to come together. I'm like, that kind of looks like the Metroid logo. And then the music from Metroid Prime started playing, and I was just jumping up and down in my chair. And I know they didn't show nothing of it. I don't care. It's Metroid Prime 4. You don't know that yet. Well, to be fair, well, we Nintendo do know it's Metroid rarely announces things that it does not follow through on. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 no. But, I mean, it, it could be. It could be, you know, the Metroid Prime fishing simulator. But it didn't get the number, so we know it will be called Metroid Prime 4. You know, you'll have to hold one of the Switch wands in your one hand <laughs> and spin the other around it like you're reeling in fit. All right. So Mike obviously is extremely giddy over Metroid Prime Well, Prime. yes, because also after their Direct was over, when they would start mm-hmm. going into their streaming, the first thing they showed was Metroid Samus Returns, mm-hmm. which is a That's 3DS nice. remake of Metroid 2 Return of Samus from the Game Boy. Yes. Which is, this is not the first Metroid game they remade. They remade the original... Metroid at called the Metroid Zero Mission, right? Which took the original Metroid added a whole lot to it. So this one, they're like I said, it's a remake of Metroid Two, but they're adding a lot of new stuff to it, new abilities. Um, it's got like melee options where characters charge at you. You can push the X button to melee them and stun them, and then you can do a follow up attack. 
which really works well on some of the larger, like, Metroid creatures you have to fight in this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched, they did, like, about an hour of streaming of it, and it looks amazing. And it's it's a return to old-school 2D Metroid. Right, and it's on the 3DS, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it the, comes out in September. That's the that's the breaking point for me. Not that I don't have a 3DS, but I play my 3DS a whole lot less than I used to, so... I generally only play it when I'm at work during my breaks, but... I save there. I play it during my breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, we'll cut that out. We'll send it to his boss. I play yeah, it at no. work. They're, 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 they're so strict about yeah. anything at work. I wouldn't be able to get away with it. Now, Jake, you seem to be pretty excited mm-hmm. about, the, about the Metroid announcements. Is it the the DS one that's really got you going? Or yes, I guess the thing. I don't own a 3DS. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I I still own a little tiny DS Lite that I carry around mm-hmm. every once in a while. I don't even know what the name of the one I own is. It's um, so old. But you have an SP, I think. Yeah, I probably got. Sp- that's GBA then. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have a DS though somewhere, don't you? I think. I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know. Probably like, a ri- like the original DS. Probably- you know, <laughs> Nintendo needs to separate their names a little bit. Because <laughs> then if they announce this new 2D something... New 2DS. 2DS? And yes. possibly a new 3DS as well. No, the well, new 3DS is already out. Yeah, the new 3DS came out last year, yeah. Well, because they're saying Nintendo will support 3DS beyond 2018. Well, yeah, yeah that's because they that's because keep buying them 3DS. Yes. Well, but that's a, it's a good thing to bring up, because Tony and I had a discussion when we learned about the Switch, and I know Tony was... You really what? advocated that you, your opinion was that they were moving to drop DS support. That was my thought. That's what I thought at the time. Do you still think it, or do you think at this point they that they believe they can sustain both architectures? That they'll have a, a true mobile market, and then they'll have Switch for people who kind of want portability, but mostly want to play on their TV? I think 3DS is going to fade. I think it's going to fade and drop. I still do. Okay. I, I think there's a precedent for it as well, because when they originally announced the DS, it was announced as the third pillar of Nintendo gaming. You were going to have the, at the time, GameCube, the Game Boy, and then the DS. And when the DS was so successful then the Game Boy just sort of went away. They had the Game Boy Micro, but that doesn't count. That was a weird one-off kind of thing. <laughs> well, wow. based off of that that philosophy, then, I would guess that your projection will be whether or not the DS fades depends on the uptake of the Switch. It's going to depend on how well the Switch does it, and it's going to depend on how well the 3DS, or, well, the, the 3DS and 2DS continue to do. Right. So I, <clears throat> I think they've got an exit strategy where they go full-on on Switch, but... Um, I don't expect them to announce any new hardware past the 2DS anytime soon. Okay. Now, because we have we have several 3DSs and a 2DS for the little ones uh, of the original, the first 2DS, and it's a nice setup. I think one of their biggest sticking points, and something that is only was only partially covered in this E3, is there are certain titles that are considered primarily DS titles at this point. That until they start appearing on Switch, the DS is always going to have a spot. But they've said at E3 they are working on a Pokemon RPG game for the Switch. Yes, I wanted to. I wanted to touch on that also. Not that All right, that go ahead and segue into that one then, because I, mean, yes. I don't know if it's a mainline game. No, that, that's what they've said. Is it is a? It's a legitimate. It is not the Pokemon Stars yeah. that apparently was because they had Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, and then they have since announced Pokemon Sun and Moon Two, Ultra Sun and Ultra. Oh, sorry, Ultra yeah. Sun and Ultra Moon. There we go. Um, 
because they previously had X and Y and then X2 and Y2. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that follows that pattern. But there was talk that there was going to be Pokemon Sun, Moon, and Stars. Well, that's because back in the day they used to do, you know... Right. Gold, silver, and gold, platinum. Gold, silver, and platinum. Um, what was it? Pearl, Ruby, and Sapphire? Sapphire. Yeah. yeah. So that, that fit that thing. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be, you know, the equivalent of Sun and Moon, but on the Switch. It's going to be an entirely new, but it's supposed to be a mainline, because... Previously, they've never had a console Pokemon that wasn't like a Stadium weird, yeah, or, or um, the Darkness that? one. Yeah, my yeah. Life XD of, yeah or something. XD. something like that. Like the one for the like the weird one that was up for the Wii or whatever. It was like Wii or GameCube or something. It was like GameCube. GameCube was the XD. GameCube was XD because that's the one. And then we, the Wii one, you were tossing the little stadium. You never got to choose which Pokemon you had. You always get these random three or whatever. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think that's one of the big things is a mainline Pokemon game. Because frankly, the mainline Pokemon games are the best-selling DS games. Period. Yeah, they're like the, they're the big best-selling sellers. portable games for a good long while. Yeah. And the other thing that is big that there were no announcements unless something came up that I heard. Is there's nothing about Animal Crossing on Switch yet, so I don't have to buy a Switch yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I did see in a yet. I did see in a highlight that 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 was listed as a what someone one I don't even remember which side it was that labeled as a Nintendo miss that they should have had an Animal Crossing announcement by now for the Switch. That's or at least their mobile game. That I have another year before I have to buy a Switch. Mm-hmm. The other one that I saw was uh, Smash. Seen as a miss. Mm-hmm. Where's Smash? Why? Where's the Where's the port like they did with Mario Kart? Why isn't Smash already being announced with a release date? Because Smash is maybe they're making Smash Five. Uh, it, this was it's not my words. These I, are the I words of Polygon Verge or someone. I totally <laughs> expected Smash Four Deluxe. But yeah, I wouldn't mind a Smash Four Deluxe because I didn't get to play that game on the Wii U since I didn't have a Wii U. Also, that puts a little more longevity in the Amiibos. Hmm. Well, they're still using Amiibos for everything. Yeah. Oh, I know they're using it for everything. But I like that that is a really easy target they're, they could throw out there, and here's all the Amiibos you can use with this thing. I think there's still Smash Amiibos coming out, because I don't even know if the Bayonetta one's out yet. I haven't seen it. But then again, I, I haven't been to a Toys R Us in a while, because Target does not get crappled in the way of Amiibos. Um, I've been there because they were had a big sale on Animal Crossing Amiibos that had us... I was going to say there. the 2D. Not that long ago. I was looking at a video of the 2DS XL. You're all talking about that. It will have amiibo functionality in it. The 2DS really? XL Everything will. has amiibo yeah. functionality. And the 2DS XL is the one I most recently heard about that I could remember. It's the Today, new 2DS XL. Because new is different than 3DS. Yes, the new 3DS is different than the 3DS. Because there are games that are exclusive to new. This yeah, name, they have got yeah. to work on their name. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just oh. as bad as Razor. Oh, my brain hurts. No, 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 not Razor, Mac. Apple. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes. Uh, it was a mostly cinematic trailer. Not entirely, but mostly. There was a brief look at the gameplay during the initial yes. segment that I saw. Uh, my thought looking at it was, uh, did look fairly typical JRPG fair. I think it would appeal to old school Final Fantasy fans. Like, old school as in around Final Fantasy 7. I don't yeah. know, going all the way back to, to 1. But, um, <laughs> they did really emphasize the story. So, you know, uh, I think, it, I thought it looked good. Yeah. I thought it looked fun. They, I, I saw some bit of the gameplay footage that they showed of it. Um, it kind of had an interesting me- mechanic. It seemed like, from what I saw, you had like a party of like 
three people. All those three people have, like, another person tethered to them that would, like, power them up or something like that. Mercies. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> they all had a pocket mercy. The, the main character that you could play as, though, could, like, switch between three different ones, and that affected, like, what kind of weapon he was using, what kind of special skills he had, and stuff like that. Um, they seem to have, like, you could, like, build up your... I think I might have called them arts. That seems to be the, a common thing for skills in RPGs nowadays. But uh, you could, like, build them up to, like, different levels, and that would help you to be, be able to do, like, team attacks with your people, and that would do, like, massive damage to enemy bosses and stuff like that. But from what I thought the gameplay, yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good from what I watched. I mean, I'm not a huge JRPG player anymore. I don't do them very much. But, I mean, it looked pretty nice. So, if I'm to understand correctly, Xenoblade is a spiritual su- successor to Xeno Gears? Monolith likes to just put Xeno in front of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the answer to your question. <laughs> okay. Because there was one Xeno Saga. Yes. There were like three of those, right? Yes. Okay. So they we... just like the word Xeno. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I, I have not played the, the original Xenoblade that was on. <sighs> I have played Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U, which I never finished it because it felt like a single-player MMO. Mm. It just was so long. <laughs> Dot hack. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm interested in this one. It looks pretty cool. Another game. Someone. Hit me. Yoshi. <laughs> little Big Yoshi? Because that's what it looks like. It looks yeah. like Little yeah. Big Planet. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I, I like. Looked a lot to me like Little Big Planet is my note. And, and does support at least a to two players. Yeah. Because they were showing some co-op yes. play. Yes, I, I saw some co-op play on streams. I, I didn't see any yarn, so I don't understand how this game's supposed to exist without Yoshi and yarn. But think of the cardboard amiibos they can sell. Mm. Well, that, they've always Card- gone yeah. with weird art styles for Yoshi games, because they keep changing, like, the original Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island was all, like, crayon-looking. Yeah. So they keep going with interesting art aesthetics for their Yoshi games. But no, this one looks cool, because you can... It has the whole layout, and you can actually, like, completely switch to see what's on the other side of everything. Yeah, that was kind of cool looking. Yeah, but one thing I noticed, the coins look weird. They don't look like regular Mario coins. I don't But I, I haven't played enough Yoshi games to, to remember whether or not they had different coins in them. That was, that was the one thing that struck me about the art style, is the coins look weird. But... Well, they make a sound. I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever played a Yoshi game. I haven't. I played the original Super Mario my, too. My my general thoughts on I mean I played games with Yoshi in it, but I've never played a Yoshi game. To me, Yoshi, you know, you ride on Yoshi, and if you're not quite going to make the jump, you drop him in the pit and you go on. You're like, <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. <laughs> uh, hey, I was almost decent rendition. <clears throat> I know it wasn't. I can't say. Uh, Kirby, let's talk a little Kirby. Uh, four player. Yeah. Uh, stuff. It looks like Kirby. Yes, it looks like a Kirby it, game, it and right now it's totally just true. called Kirby. Yeah. yeah. And that was basically all my notes too. Kirby, four player, 2018. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, like it. I like it with a little question mark. Oh, it has four a question mark right on my screen here. Well, I mean, it looks like a Kirby. I'm sure it'll play like a Kirby. I mean, the last Kirby game they put out, which was on the 3DS, Planet Robobot, I just played through that one pretty recently, and it's, it's an excellent Kirby game. Has he always been able to transform into a curling stone? It might have been. I think in like at least the last game I played, whenever you had the stone ability, it was kind of random what he turned into. That okay. might have been one of them. I don't remember. Gotcha. All right. Uh, any other games? 
I have one left on my list. Yeah. Um, oh. I do want to talk about a few other things. Um, okay. They should. I, I saw a lot of this in the stream that they showed, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, I did see. Is that a Dynasty Warriors? Yes. Okay. Because I can tell from the trailer. I've never actually played any of the Fire Emblem games, but I have played several Dynasty Warrior games and Dynasty Warrior spinoff games, including the Zelda one that was out a few years ago. and Dynasty Warrior Gundam. Yes, I've played <laughs> all of those. And... I mean, it looks like a Dynasty Warriors game. One thing I noted that they showed in the stream was, in this one, how you always have, like, the other people that are on your team, yeah. that are AI controlled. You can actually direct and tell them where to go. Oh, that's, that's nice. I, I like Dynasty Warrior games. They're, they're, they're kind of the granddaddy, I guess, of, like, hack and slashes for me. They're the type of, they're what I think straight pure hack and slash. I think just a dynasty yes, warrior. You're game. cutting down like yeah. hundreds of troops, and most of the time they just kind of stand there and take they just stand there and let you wail on them for a while. Yeah. And uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention before I know we get to one of the big games is a uh, new Breath of the Wild DLC. I was literally about to say okay. that. <laughs> um, they showed. I saw in the stream. I mean, they, they had the trailer for it, but what they showed in the stream was uh, the one that's supposed to be coming out. I think later this month. Mm-hmm. You basically go back to where you get the Master Sword from, you put it back in, and then it go, you go through these trials, where you start out, like, completely naked, no gear at all. And... It, not that naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a little concerned with the excessive nude link that we've been seeing in this game, but, but go on. But it looks like as you go through each different trial, you'll, you'll end up getting more gear as you go along, but the whole goal of it is to get through all of them, and that will make it so whenever you're using the Master Sword, it will be fully powered up, as opposed to when it is only powered up when you're in Hyrule Castle. So it will do 60 damage instead of 30 at all times. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will still lose energy yeah. like it does normally, but at least it doesn't break. Yeah, and that does have a release date of June 30th. Yeah. And then the other one is supposed to be out on holiday, and it sounds like it's going to be more story-driven. Here's yeah, the important question. Are they going to put out a Skyrim Amiibo so you can just link up as, <laughs> as, 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 as the Dragon as the yeah. Dragonborn? That would be interesting. <laughs> June 30th. That's the release date for the first yes. uh, DLC. What's the? Do we know the release date for the second? Holiday. Holiday 2017 is what okay. it says. Which means any time from like late September through... Right. I really dug the accordion playing Eagles for some reason. That's why I got my notes. Well, he's been the main game, though. Oh, I have you not I, run I, into him? I have not oh, run into him. He's everywhere. You've apparently okay. not played the game. I have played some of the game. That's okay. He's I haven't everywhere. I haven't played any either, so it's okay. Oh, and, I, and Switch is getting Rocket League. They mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, with crossplay. Yep. Yep. We touched on that earlier. With everyone except PlayStation. Because everyone except right. PlayStation supporting the And there's exclusive players. items and cards, so you can get a car that has a Mario hat. Can you have a car that looks like Link that looks like the Dragon Board? <laughs> has anybody here actually I'm played down. Rocket League? I, no. I'm waiting for it to go I on sale. I want it to be on sale on I own it on PC. I have played it a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. I haven't touched it. I've heard really good things. It looks great. It looks fun. I'm waiting for it to be on a significant sale. There, uh, right now, Microsoft has a deal where you buy three months of gold through their system. So not the cheap gold I get through Amazon. <laughs> you get the game for free. So the rumor mill is games with gold is probably going to get this soon. Sony already had it as a free game one month. So when it came out, when yeah, it when came, it came out, out, it was a it was part of the so which was before I had a plea. I'd be willing to pay for it, but I want it half off. 
That's my kind of my throat. And then we watched Mike and I one time put on Twitch and watched a stream of it for a couple hours of a tournament thing. And it was like it was amazingly engrossing for what it was. Soccer was, with I, cars. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think I'd like it, but uh, no, I, yeah, I'm interested. I but, found a lot of stuff that you put on on Twitch that you're like, why would anybody watch this? And then like three hours later, you're like, yeah, but this made me want to play. Huh. It. There are plenty of things on Twitch I'll watch that I'm like. Uh, I'm perfectly okay not playing it. Glance yeah. Edition is 25 right. bucks on... I want less. I want it less. <laughs> Listen, bro, I need it less. I gotta send my money. This is like Edition, though. Well, that's true. That, that, I thought it could be... You, might, you get special hat deals. Well, let's hit Super Mario Odyssey, because that's the big elephant, yep. or the big Mario in the room. Yeah, I didn't uh, see an elephant. Yeah, and, right. There was so a T-Rex. if you can, you'll take him yeah, over. T-Rex. I've got a list of here are the things. It looked to me that the Mario games often seem to have some sort of gimmick each time. This one's gimmick seemed to be them. Now Mario. Mario, Mario is like a reverse Kirby. He throws his he throws his hat on things and they become or he infects them. I wrote fusion. It's he, not right, but no, he he takes them over. He crushes their souls so they're trapped yeah. by, in the back of their head and they have no control and they're screaming as as he uses their bodies to do whatever he needs even though they're trapped. It sounds terrible. It looks, I mean, it sounds it horrible. Is, it sounds it's like colorful. A it's game. colorful yet dark in tone. Just like um, Eric, you, you said you had some notes yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, so the the things that I noticed that that they showed during the the the, the quick tool trailer is the T Rex. So you can become a T Rex. You can become Sombrero Mario. That's just the outfit you buy. Oh, is it an outfit you buy? Because yep. I saw there was a shop later. Yes, there are there, shops. There's the golf hat Mario, and those two interestingly both reference earlier appearances of Mario. Like games. all of his outfits do. Okay. Because I think there's like a referee one from Punch Out. Gotcha. And uh, I saw one other one. I don't remember what it was, but it, yeah, but everything seems to reference from a past game. Right. So, took over a frog, took over a Koopa Troopa. I have moons listed. Did he take over a moon? No, he collects moons. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Because they that's power that's his, I... power his ship that takes him to right. all the different Right, so these worlds. are the shine. Yes. So, moon get. Yes. I, I fully expect the screen to say moon get at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, he took over a taxi, he takes over a tank, and then I'm pretty sure that was Paulina singing. She's the mayor of New Donk City. Yes, New Donk City is pretty amazing. <sighs> Yes, so the like, song is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the, the song was solid, but I was trying to pay attention to what's on screen. <laughs> so yeah, New Donk City is pretty good. Um, the New Donk City is up there with the uh, the the in the going back to Spider Man for a moment, where he crashes through the billboard that says Osborne for Mayor. I thought that was a nice environmental touch. So and Mario Odyssey. October 27th. Uh-huh. So there's like three major games coming out that day. It's coming out a bit earlier than I had expected, actually. Yeah. I thought that I would think be in November. announced before earlier. that it was going to be October, but maybe they just announced. I had thought I think they, Yeah, I think they just originally said holiday, so okay. I probably assume November. Yeah, so yes. Wolfenstein, The New Colossus, Mario Odyssey, and there's one other one that is significant that comes out on October 27th that I don't remember off the top of my head. I haven't played a Mario game in so many years that they're still good. Yeah. They look good. And they're they're, they're always solid. I mean, the Galaxy games were amazing. Mm-hmm. I played all the way through the first Galaxy. I did not play through the second one completely. The second one is just as good. And it has Yoshi. Yoshi! So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking... It's annoying. I'm, I'm really looking I'm forward to Odyssey. <laughs> oh, yeah! I do yeah. I practiced Toad. In terms of things that I would have liked to have seen at the Nintendo conference, um, I would have liked to have seen Mario Maker. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen a um, Golden Sun, a new Golden Sun. They're never going to make it. Did the one thing that 
would have made it amazing if they had announced it was a new F-Zero. Yeah. I really wanted to do F-Zero. at the same time, Nintendo takes the opportunity to announce things at E3, but Nintendo announces things all year long. Yes. And more, more companies are doing that, but Nintendo is very much in that mode. They do so when they have apps. something to talk about with Mario Maker, and when they have something to talk about with Animal Crossing, they're just going to come out and announce it. Mm-hmm. They do stuff practically every month, it seems. And yeah, sometimes I mean, it's really small, like here's five minutes about this thing. Or sometimes it's really long, like we're going to talk about the update to Animal Crossing on the 3DS that came out six years ago. Well, not six years Yeah, ago. they seem to be doing Three years ago. And we're going to talk about it for an hour. Yeah, they're doing a lot of Nintendo Directs just throughout the year. Yeah, and sometimes so, it'll be about just one specific game that might be coming out soon, and sometimes it'll be about a bunch of stuff. Right, so going back to what Tony was saying, that he probably doesn't have to worry about Animal Crossing for a year. That's oh, it's not necessarily true. Switch, yeah. I know. <laughs> we can't most of the time, anyway. Yeah. I see him a target every once in a while. Does anyone have anything else from the Nintendo presentation? Mm-hmm. I pretty much covered everything like that was no. in it. Okay, so... Does anyone have anything that wasn't in a major presentation that they want to bring up? I do not this year. Oh, I have one. Eric has one. It's, it's a very small one, but it's an interesting one nonetheless, is that Microsoft announced new avatars. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. And they're coming to Windows 10 first, which is kind of weird, but they've kind of done that really? previously. Um, but the they complete, they're in Unity, weirdly enough, um, but they've completely redone. The art style is not wildly different, but it's different. But the the number of customizations you can do, like you can have amputees now, uh-huh. which is sort of interesting. Wheelchairs, are wheelchairs. In there. there were other vehicles shown. Um, like the colors are not. Here's a palette of colors. It's here's a bunch of sliders. So it is like a. It, it's a pretty robust character creator. So I can get my lush skin tone just right. Exactly. Yeah. Or just wrong, if that's what you want. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. I It was interesting that they buried it outside of the, the main thing, mm-hmm. but I know they were trying to focus on games yeah. plus the Xbox One. So um, that, that's really the only thing that has kind of struck me as like, well, that's kind of cool. The new yeah. Ace Combat 7 trailer was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd learn more about the game. It's or stuff. not coming out until next year. Yeah, I know. Grace Maria needs us. I know. You know how happy I am with the return to the old Ace Combat and get away from this, oh, we're in the real... No, I don't want the real world. I, I want to fly through a tunnel, like 15 miles of tunnel that's barely <laughs> bigger than my airplane, shooting at stuff and trying not to hit the walls so I could fly out the other side, fire off 400 missiles at a target, <laughs> yeah. and then fly away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we want. That's all we want in life. That's all I want Ace Combat. I bought a PSP for an Ace Combat. That was the whole reason I bought my PSP. And, and my PSP, I only played four games total on it. I used it as like a media device more than anything else. But that Ace Combat game, the R-Type strategy game that I can't remember the name of. It was R-Type Leader or R-Type Command or something like that. I think it was R-Type Command, yeah. I played, I played the heck out of that game and a little bit of a Star Wars, because I had the Star Wars Battlefront Edition. So, or whatever it was called at the time, where it's the white with Vader on, Vader's helmet on it, PSP. Mm. That. I wonder if I could find a new battery for my PSP. My PSP battery, I found my PSP the other day. The battery was about, about the size of a, I don't know, a very large pepperoni. Like a sandwich size. Just pull that out and see what it, 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 it had, it had, it had expanded 
quite a bit. Mm. Like, huh, I should get rid of this before it burns my house down. eBay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I eBayed the one that had expanded. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I have two, I guess, two questions then that mm-hmm. we'll run through now that we've covered all the, the things. First one actually is from one of our listeners, Don Walton. Uh, co-host of the Link Cable Podcast, posted on our Facebook announcement about our E3 episode. Wanted to know, he's very insistent with like all caps and stuff, but I'm, I'm not looking at it directly, but he wants to know, what games that were covered on E3 will you absolutely buy day one? And I'll start with Jake and we'll go around the table. Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins, a day one buy for you for sure. For, yes. for sure. For sure, okay. Eric? Wolfenstein the New Colossus. Okay. And probably... Um, well, no, I'm, I, it's going to happen. Um, Mario Odyssey. Okay. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, be honest with yourself. So, uh, absolutely, it's definitely. It's totally that's, what, yeah. that, that's what Don wants. Tony. Dragon Ball and Wardor. Shadow of Wardor. Okay. Mike. Um, oh, no. Dragon Ball. I will probably get Marvel vs. Capcom Day 1 because I like fighting games. So I need absolute definites. That's what Don insists on. I will you get promising? Marvel vs. Okay. Capcom Thank Infinite. You. Thank <laughs> um, you. Ace Combat. In a year. <laughs> um, and honestly, most of the Nintendo stuff I will probably get Day 1. Okay, that's... So Galaxy, Kirby... Odyssey. Odyssey. Or if Amazon has anything to say with Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Xenoblade Chronicles, he's gonna Pokemon Tournament. He's going to Metroid Prime. Just no, to make that sure. has to be day one. <laughs> Both Metroids will be day one. Okay. Well, I guess uh, in terms of Don's question of absolute, I'll have to say none. I won't absolutely get any of these day one. Uh, no. The the closest, the only one would be would be Wardor, but that releases on my birthday. So I'll probably wish list. I have already put it on the wish list. And will I get it? Maybe. And, and, Maybe. And. So I will be, it'll be, if I don't get it on my birthday, I will buy it. I will buy it that day. Probably. It, it but will. I won't have it day one. So technically yeah. I don't qualify for this condition. But it's the only game uh, that I want day one for sure. Before E3 started, the only game that interested me so much to buy immediately was Shadow of War. And it's driven on, I mean, I, I lean heavily, uh, you know, if I, it's so, I'm fine with things being Christmas gifts. So I, I'm really excited about the new Wolfenstein. I'm really excited, uh, about the Dragon Ball game. I'm okay waiting a month plus on those. So they're not day ones for me. Uh, my second question, which is the obvious one, and we'll go the opposite way around the table, will be who won E3? And I guess I'll, I'll start. I don't, I feel bad because I didn't see all the presentations fully. I lean towards based off of, I mean, to base it off of audience reaction, genuine surprise and being impressed. It'd probably be Ubisoft. Their genuineness coupled with the reaction to the Mario plus Rabbids game makes me think that they surprised, they exceeded people's expectations. If I was going to just go off of game content, it'd probably be Sony, even though I don't think their presentation was very good. The bottom line is they own that chamber when it comes to exclusive titles. They know what to flaunt. There's a reason why they're winning this generation, and they show it on the screen year after year. So that would kind of be my secondary pick. I didn't think anyone had a disastrous presentation. The closest would be Bethesda. I think they kind of missed the mark on a number of ways. But... The best part about Bethesda's presentation was the opening part where they had all the kids saying what their parents do, mm. and then the rest of it was pretty much Oh yeah, and Wolfenstein, or Wolfenstein, which yeah. was good. Sure. 
But everything else was terrible. Mike, who won? Nintendo. I knew you'd say it. Is it just because of Metroid Prime, which showed you nothing? (laughs) (laughs) Is it just that, Mike? No, it's not just that. Okay. I will say that was a huge factor in it, because Metroid Uh is my favorite Nintendo franchise, and it's... It does not get games the way like Mario and Zelda. Is Metroid your favorite game series of all time? Maybe I could I could see you saying that because I still think I still think Super Metroid is one of the greatest games ever made, and the entire Prime trilogy is solid. The only bad apple in the entire series is Other M, and that was mostly just because the story was bad. The gameplay was fine. Okay, so Nintendo is your winner. Yes. Do you have any losers? Probably Bethesda. Okay. Um, Any others you want to touch on? Yeah, I mean. I felt Sony's conference was pretty good, but my biggest problem with Sony's conference is a lot of it is stuff we've already seen already, and a lot of it doesn't come out till next year. That's a fair point. Whereas my thing with Nintendo conference is a lot of it's coming out this year, and pretty much everything they showed, I want. Tony? I thought Sony put on the best spectacle, which is what Sony does. That being said, I think Microsoft probably had the best recovery compared to last year. And okay. that alone makes me think that they came out on top. Because I think Sony is on par with what they did last year. Microsoft last year had a terrible show, and they looked bad. This year, it was a solid show. It looked a lot better. They played to their audience better. And, the, yes, they're still losing the generation. Uh, the the Xbox ain't going to make them, isn't going to save it. But I think they did a really good come back. Okay. And Bethesda went from awesome last year to just junk. Mm. Eric, who won? In terms who of lost, generating the most excitement mm-hmm. about what they're announcing, I think Nintendo probably wins in that regard. Okay. Because I think they, they announced the things that people were most looking for that weren't previously aware of. Um, whereas, you know, like, like we said, Sony mostly announced things people knew about. There were no surprises in the Sony uh, conference. I think on, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I really felt like EA had the weakest. Not that they didn't have great things to announce, but just in terms of how they laid out their show and, um, you know, how they were trying to appeal to people watching, I think they had the, probably the most cringeworthy of the, of the sets. Um, also, you know, in terms of announcements of things that are exciting, I, I think Ubisoft probably comes in second on that. Okay. Could it be, just touching on the, the EA thing real quick, and this is just kind of a feeling I've got compared to, like, especially to, like, Ubisoft. Ubisoft feels like they are actually gamers and actually in touch with their fans and actually in touch with stuff, and EA is just corporate, feels just like it's corporation trying to act like they're actually in touch with. EA, in part, felt the most inauthentic, also, just in terms of production value, they felt the most kind of um, haphazard. Yeah. Because all of them were doing the, let's cut to this angle and this angle and this angle, which on the Sony one, that was that was probably my biggest complaint on that one, is they kept cutting away to showing me the screen, showing me the thing, instead of, just show me the audience in between clips. Don't don't show me. And we had that complaint last year. It was worse last it year was than way this worse year. Last but that's year. a that's a stream director problem. That's mm-hmm. somebody didn't yeah, make yeah. it. That's not. That's I I blame the cameramen and are the people in the booth making those yeah, decisions. That's not, a, that's not, a, that's yeah, that's I don't blame because it's, it's not it's not normally the cameraman that make the right. decisions. It's always the person in the, the booth. booth. That makes the booth is deciding to cut away when 
not thinking about what we don't care about the audience reactions in the same way. This isn't the Oscars where you can right, cut away. There were several shots where I couldn't see the audience either. I was just seeing a faraway shot of the screen. Yeah. No, and I just, don't get why. I, I think they were trying um, to show you like the zombies on stage and stuff that I couldn't tell exactly what was going on that zoomed out. Yeah, when sometimes when that was happening, that was cool because I could see, you know, there there are the zombies hanging there, or, or I could the see snow. the 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 other screen sliding in, or the snow, or the stars, or the pyrotechnics, or that kind of thing. But there were definitely a few shots where it was just the trailer was playing, and we just cut away to a camera that was far away for some reason, which which you're not supposed to do. Right, <laughs> you are not supposed to do that. Jake, who won? Oh, whew. so I'd say. The one who had the best spectacle, I would agree, is PlayStation. Although I didn't, and I don't enjoy the actual the host coming, having an actual host standing there saying, "Hey, this is what's going on." Actual human figure standing in front of you, say, "Hey, this is going on." Because it'd be, I, I, I don't know. I just like hearing things a lot better from an actual person that I can see. You prefer more of a guided presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do too. That's but. that's more of mine. But I think the ones who have actually won. Is Xbox got a close second, but I think Ubisoft got a first. Okay. I mean, I mean, granted, Xbox had a has a partnership with Porsche, and they brought an actual car on the stage, and E3 was the first to see that car, and know what it is, and everything else. The the, the Porsche ha- Hyper Midlife Crisis Edition. The nine one one GTR two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can afford such a crisis or not. I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 I'm so rich that just getting a 911 isn't enough of, to cover my midlife crisis. I need to step up, but I can't get a Bugatti. That's what you <laughs> exactly. 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 Okay, well, that's that's it. We're already over three hours, so I don't I don't want to drag it out We're anymore. Done. But uh, I want to say you know, to to Mike and Eric and, and Jake, thank you very much for taking this much time out of your days. Enjoy the shirts for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it because we know that the E3 episode is a slog to get through. Um, and with this many people, as I suspected, we actually ran longer than we did last time. Though but we, I, think, we, I think we talked about the games we really cared about to talk about, either to make fun of or more yeah. often to celebrate the ones we're excited about. I'm not going to plug anything uh, in terms of social media and stuff because no. my voice is shot. Yeah. So, you know where to find us. Yeah. We're on, we'll all, we're on the social time. medias. Yeah. See you guys in two weeks. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah. Bye.